One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is? Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee Podcast. Now you may have noticed I've been away for a few weeks. Don't worry. I'm absolutely back. It's on like Donkey Kong for the rest of this year. Today, we've we've had a bit of a change of fucking plan, to be honest with you. Had a bit of a change of plan. Will Sparks, he's coming on the podcast shortly, and um, he's he's he was meant to be here today, in my mind, but in his mind, he's meant to be here next month. So that's next month. But today, I have an even more exciting guest because of the time that we're going to be dropping this content. We are going to be talking about social dynamics, and honestly, it's a topic that's fascinated the fucking life out of me, especially talking to my mate Sam about it. Mr. Sam Matheson. Thank you, Frank. Welcome, for having me. Welcome to it. the podcast, my man. Welcome It worked to the out. Podcast. Like, you know, thing goes down, Will's down in fucking Melbourne, I come in, sluts, not. Yes, boom, boom. mate, mate, we, we, were gonna, we were gonna do it anyway. It just, it just, it just, it all worked out. It yeah. all worked out. Funny about that. Mate. Social dynamics, we're going to blow people's minds with this topic and some of the the stuff that that we're going to help people figure out through this podcast, I have no doubt about that, and how things from their childhood and from previous relationships affect things going forward, and we've talked in depth about that, about my life and about your life and about how it's affected you, and obviously there's been so much um, value in that. But mate, to give people a bit of a context into how you even get it, well, first, what is social dynamics, and then and then tell them how you got into social dynamics. Yeah, for sure. Well, social dynamics is basically everyday communication. So whether that's you're dealing with your boss, whether that is you're dealing with someone that you're really attracted to, whether that's you want to make friends, you've joined a new school and you know no one. It's basically human communication is the biggest way to describe it, and learning how where we're very social creatures, and from that you kind of develop skills as a young kid to deal with the world in the, you know, of social dynamics, of social interaction with people. Yeah, and I, and I think like it's fair to say that, uh, that there's a lot of people out there that struggle, struggle. Yeah, they do a little bit. <laughs> struggle <laughs> struggle with in. this topic. I mean, like, I, wasn't, I was one of them. I struggled yeah. a lot with it, you know what I mean? It's, it's such a topic that's like, you know, you don't get taught how to really talk to people. You don't get taught. It's not a subject in school, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really, uh, yeah. It probably really should be, but it's not. You know, you go to school, you go in the class, and then the teacher's like, shut up, don't talk to the person next to you. Yeah. You know? I love the analogy that we had before the podcast when we were talking about how we're going to drop this and how we're going to describe yeah. it. And you were talking about the six-foot jacked, good-looking guy and how a lot of these, you know, let's not, let's not stereotype everybody. There's a lot of jacked guys that can talk to women, but... Mm you know stereotypically there are some of these guys that can't talk to women and the reason why they can't talk to women is because if they've had everything given to them like all the genetic gifts and this that and the other they've never had to develop the conversational skills to go with it yeah that's what you were saying whereas you get the little bull guy like me (laughs) who has to be who has to have (laughs) some who has to have some chat because he's got no fucking hair follicles like do you know what I mean like the, the geezer's got no hair he's got to do something you know, you, you learn to do it because it's like we're we're very we're animals in at heart and we want attention. You know, some people yeah. do, some people don't. But as a, as a kid, you know, it's like oh, I've got to be heard, I've got to be seen, even as a young kid. And that that's what it comes and develops where you you're now. It's like you know how to talk to anyone, anytime, any place. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. amazing because yeah. you had to do that. You had to be seen. You had to be heard. Yeah, hundred percent. You didn't have all the generic gifts that a lot of people do. 
Hundred percent, mate. Yeah, exactly. If 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 I'd had the comb over, bro, I I don't think I'd have a podcast right now. <laughs> Just know what I mean. Franking in accounting or something. I bet, or... mate, I, no, I'd hundred percent be an Instagram model. And I'd be cashing in. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, this is me at Surfers. What's yeah, up, guys? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Love but that. Give give us a bit of a background into how you got into it. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. So basically, when I was a kid, I. You know, started off as just a normal kid, and then I got into the professional world of golf, and I loved golf. Golf was my outlet. Golf was my thing where I could express myself, and I loved more the the team environment as a kid. I played cricket and all that sort of stuff, but golf was the one that really stuck with me. It's about, you know, perfecting a craft, perfecting something that is almost unperfectable. It's, that's what yeah, golf yeah, is. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you can't yeah. really perfect it. And so from there, what that actually um, drove me towards was – I could make friends with Gladys or Graham, the 80-year-olds at the golf club, but there wasn't that many young kids playing, you know, especially at my golf club. There was no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and from there, that kind of isolated me a lot. And some people can feel that. They, they get very isolated as a, as a kid, whether maybe their, their parents are divorced and they're an only child, whether their brothers and sisters are older and they've moved down and they're the only kid there. They, they have a period of isolation, and that was me. And through that time, I then moved to an all-boys Catholic school and it would even more isolated me because I, had, I didn't have interactions with girls or anything like that. And from that, I lost a lot of my ability to relate and talk to people at all. I could talk to the old people and I was like, why, why aren't the old people like the young people, you know? I could talk to them about, you know, finance or stocks as like a 13-year-old, but I couldn't relate to anyone my age and I couldn't attract anyone in my life, not even friends, not even people that were attracted to. I'd always stuff it up. And as I got older and older, it started to become very much more prevalent as I got older and then got into, you know, kind of a few relationships. But if you really break them down, they, they were the ones that chose me. I never chose them. I, I never had the ability to attract anyone in my life or, you know, friends. You, you broke it down. You're like, really, they were only friends with me because of they chose to be, not because I chose them or I attracted them into my life. As I got further and further along, we, as I got further and further along, one of the one of the things was that I, I came to a point where I was like I was trying different things. I mean, I, I'm very public with this. There was a very beautiful girl in my city, and wanted to get to know her. End up saying, "Hey, I can provide all this stuff for your birthday, all these drinks, you know." <laughs> and she was like, "She never talked to me." She was like, "Yeah, sweet." And I thought, "I'm in." I'm like, "Sweet, I'm in." You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. from there I go there, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll take 16 vodka Red Bulls," and I'm like, "Sweet." I told her I had a connection in the bar. Ended up paying for it all. And then that happened four or five times, ended up spending 1600 bucks just to get to know someone because I never knew how male or female dynamics worked. I never knew how friendship dynamics worked or any, any sort of dynamic. And I was trying to interact with people. You know, I tried to become a DJ. I thought that was the cool. I was like, oh, I'll become a DJ and like get to know people. That didn't work out or this. And so I was trying it as a kid just to relate and understand and be able to make friends and talk to people. And then a pivotal moment happened. So what happened was I got a girlfriend and she ended up breaking up with me and we worked across the road from each other and that's spiraled me down really heavily. I was about 18, 19, you know? So then from there, it started to become a, uh, a drug addiction, actually. I couldn't sleep at all. So it starts from one, yeah. So you, you literally had zero sleep from it? Yeah, so because I was so heartbroken, I was literally, you know, I was very heartbroken. It was so so this breakup had given you some kind of social anxiety? Well, if anything, it's like I had to move locations because I kept seeing her. I had to do all these, like I couldn't sleep, I couldn't think, I, you know, crying all the time as a young kid because I'm like, I can't, 
figure this world out. I didn't know the dynamics. I didn't know we were kind of not in a relationship and in a relationship at the same time and stuff. I just didn't know the socializing part of everything. And from there, couldn't sleep. So I started taking um, rest of it, which is a sleeping medication. And then that turned into painkillers and that turned into sleeping tablets more and more and more. And there was a point where I actually liked the feeling of waking up like a truck had hit me. That's at the point that that's how depression set in. That's when you know you're in a I was in a bad place. place. Yeah, for sure. And so what happened was that continued on for about eight or nine months. And then there was a point where I was like, you know what? So I couldn't go to my local chemists at all because they'd know me, right? So I had to drive to different chemists to get the drugs. Otherwise, I would have been caught. Got a bunch of them and actually popped them all out one day. And I was at the point where I was like, no, this is, this is really bad. And I wasn't thinking right. I was thinking drug effectively. I was thinking just completely different. So I popped them all out, got a big jug of Mount Franklin. I was like, this is it. You know, this is going to be end. I'm going to take this. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to end up. Mum will find me or something like that. And right before I did, I always had a fascination with YouTube. I used to love YouTube. So I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a search. Just one last search. Have some sort of feeling, you know, because I was just numb, you know. And YouTube was the only thing that gave me some sort of emotion. And, and from there, I ended up finding this, uh, this guy that was teaching like social skills. So I must have typed in, you know, how to, how to get over a breakup or something like that. And one video led to another, which led to a company. And, you know, I spent the next hours, hours, six, seven hours looking at this. I didn't sleep that night. And I just got consumed by this world of social dynamics, about the understanding of male-female dynamics, the understanding about interactions with people, put all the drugs in the bin. And then from there, uh, I then binge-watched every bit of content that this company had on interactions and communication and it literally changed my life. And then from there, I ended up becoming, uh, flying over, buying all their products. Uh, so really, really becoming indoctrinated as a customer of as, this, of as, this business. As a, as a, as a full blown customer. And one of the things was, you know, they, they preach you and help you go out and socialize with people at nightclubs, you know, gain attraction within people, gain sort of, you know, a few, um, you know, a better understanding about how male and female dynamics work, how interactions in general work too. Is this these companies that teach like a lot of men cold approach to women and yes, stuff like 100%. that? This, this is kind of those so kind yes, of companies. So yeah, the, the company was based in that. So they, you know, everything's got to be based in something, you know, whether it's, you know, networking, you know, getting better in networking. You go down the rabbit hole and you get to where a place where everything gels. You know, if you take the cold approach um, work, you've got to niche that down until it comes to all social dynamics again. So everything you take, whether it's making friends, business connections, uh, interpersonal relationships with, you know, male and female, female and female, male and male, whatever it is, it all funnels down into social dynamics and human behavior. And from there, the, the, the funny thing was, yeah, I ended up getting so indoctrinated, so, so enthralled by this company and how it made me feel better. It made me feel like there was hope. It made me feel like I was actually could progress and, and get better at myself. So I went out, I, I was going out, um, I think it was seven nights a week to the nightclubs talking to people. I was, I was going out in that lunchtime, in the morning before work. I was just talking to as many people as possible. I was cold approaching as many. Different backgrounds, yeah, different so types. Whether it was a girl that I was very, very attracted to and I thought she was amazing, I'd go up and try to strike a conversation. Whether it was a guy that was sitting down on a park bench, I'd just say, oh, what's going on, bro? Like I would just immerse myself in social interactions. Whether it was Jean that was feeding the pigeons and there was like 50 around her or something, I'd just go talk to her. From there, it's like I got to understand by repetition and consistency 
how to actually interact with people, how to put myself out, how to make my energy not reclusive like it was just me and I don't want to talk to people and try to make it expansive and more of a collaborative mind frame with people. And from there, it's like that's when it got very, very good. So I ended up flying over to Miami, asking the owner of the company whether I can assist for him and I ended up becoming a teacher for that company after doing the reps yourself after doing the the multiple and multiple reps and we're talking you know we're talking a lot we're talking 10 20,000 cold approaches I did in a very short amount of time talking to as many people as possible and from there being able to teach in 34 cities around the world millions of people worldwide mate it's 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 pretty pretty um special when you think about it that someone who's so switched off from interacting with people mm. goes from that to interacting with tens of thousands of people 100%. and then perfects the art of interacting with people at all different levels and all different places. Do yeah. you know what I mean? In, in different countries as well. Mm. So is, is, is there's, there's a lot to that. Where, where do you think that most people fall down when interacting with people? Yeah, for sure. I think it's the, a lot of the time what happens is that whether it's someone you're attracted to or any sort of friendship basis, they rely on other people to provide that friend, right? So let's take a, an example. If you've got one friend, you say you've got one friend, uh, typically they'll have 3.2 other best friends, right? Right. And so if you go like that, if you've got yourself as one, you've got 3.2 other best friends and they've got 3.2 and you add it up and it's like 3, 6, 9 plus the 3 is 12. So there's only 12 potential people that you can meet from that one particular person, right? So they rely on that other person and they expect them to, to bring new friends and they expect other people to do the work for them instead of going out and cultivating this idea that I have to be proactive and I have to go out and talk to people. And I think a lot of the time it's like stranger danger was a big thing that was instilled with us as a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. a great thing because obviously it, it helps a lot of, you know, young people, you know, but, you know, to be safer. But as we get older, that mentality really is manipulated in our head to think that every single person we come in contact with is a stranger. I don't want to get to know them. You start putting your guards up, you start putting your walls up, and that's not the mentality you should have. Because there's a lot of these an- analogies that go through, like, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Yeah, and, yeah. and you can, you can only count your, all your friends on, on fu- you know, on fu- you can only have five oh, friends on one, one hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of these old um, sort of, like, motivational, demotivational quotes out there yeah. around friendship. And I've kind of, like, come to the conclusion now that you just you speak to everybody mm. do you know what I mean speak, speak to everybody um, try and understand everyone where where everyone else is sitting yes and definitely one thing I've learned in the last two months that's yeah. revolutionised my life is don't take things personally yeah great book right what was it the uh, um, the, the, the four f- agreements the four agreements well. like, yeah. it's, a, it's a phenomenal if you, if you if any of you guys want a book to read go read the four agreements I'm telling you now it'll change yeah, that your one, life that one's that one's amazing yeah That's because really it stops it stops you um, if you if you don't assume then you, you've got you've got no do you know what I mean you can't get into these dark places that you can throw yourself around in yeah. I, I, I would lie there in bed at night and assume something about someone and it would piss me off yes, yes do you know what I mean I'm like why am I going there yes. you don't need to go there do you know what I'm saying and that would be a constant pattern in my life about certain things you know something happens and you, you, you yeah, assume yeah, yeah, the you, worst or you assume that they did it in a malicious way and you're like you can conjure these ideas in your head and, and, and you can literally fabricate the truth by that you know, yeah, so yeah, it didn't yeah. actually happen at all. You create it. I, I've, I've, I realize in, in in my personal life, as honest as I can say it, that mm. 
80% of the situations that have pissed me off in life, I've created myself by thinking about things in the wrong context yes. or in the wrong light. And I can only see that now at like 32 years old. Yeah. Like, so it, and you, you really have to be honest with yourself to be able to admit that. Mm. And I'm, t and what I'm tr trying to tell everyone listening to this today is the fact yeah. that I guarantee you it is <laughs> the same for you as well. Yeah. You just probably need to hold the mirror up to yourself and be honest about the fact that a lot of these things that you, that you count as like, um, bad situations in your life, just mm. say for argument's sake. Yeah. Some of these situations you're looking at with eight or ten year old eyes, like yes. you know what I mean. They're from your childhood. You've not get, you. You got to look at them again, but in a different context and a different from a different perspective than oh, what you're looking at when you're eight or ten. And people yeah. aren't doing it, man. Oh. And then they carry it through their life, and then then you try and have a relationship with these people later on in life, mm. and and they're like a little bit damaged from it. A little but bit, yeah. But but they've not tried to fix it yet. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a trauma somewhere along the lines. And, uh, and that, that precedes them and keeps, you know, is with them for a long time. Then they start to find little bits of evidence that kind of support it, st stimulate the fucking, you know, the trauma. Mm. And, yeah, and, let's and, talk about this. Exactly. Because that, that's a great thing. It's like, you know, so what happens is in the brain, I'm, I'm going to, I'm trying to riddle my brain for the right uh, terminology so you guys get it. And I probably will say it a couple of times and see if I can get it. But what the brain does is the brain's fascinating, you know, when you really, really get into it. You know, I'm reading so many books about it and understanding that. So there's this idea where take take a take something happens right you know like yeah. a crime and stuff like that you know it's not uncommon to get 13 different accounts by 13 different eyewitnesses 100 percent. just little bits are different and that comes down to so there's a great thing called the reticular activation system right yeah the reticular activation systems in the brain and, and what it is is our selective focus right so because i think it's like four million bits per second come through our eyes and have to be kind of stored and, and sorted through we only select a certain bit of it that's the most important so there's still you know 3.9 you know hypothetically 3.9 million bits of information that we've offseated because it's not important to us just the just the hundred thousand bits of information that was really important so if i said to you frankie and i said hey frankie today is national yellow car day today right and you're like sweet okay national yellow car day today i'm going to go outside and I'm, you're going to see yellow cars everywhere you're going to see yellow cars everywhere it's like don't think of the pink elephant right hypothetically as soon as you think of pink elephant but today it's like national yellow car so then you start to have a look and you're like you know you might not see any at the start then you're like oh there's a yellow car there's a yellow car there's a oh my god like it is true and the because more you've sensitized yourself to find it and then you come back and and then he's like bro it was national yellow car i'm like oh i'm so sorry frankie it was actually National Blue Car Day today. Look, have a look. There's the article. And you're like, well, I don't, no, it's not. No, it's yellow. And I'm like, no, it's blue. And so, but basically what's happened is you've selectively focused on what you've been told, right? So hypothetically, I've told you it's yellow and that's all you've seen. You saw no blue cars at all because you weren't looking for it. And that's what a lot of people come to. They get put an idea or belief in their head, you know, as a young kid. And they will find evidence to back that theory up. And not just, not just in their childhood right the way through their life yeah. they'll back that shit up right the way through their life 100% and I'll be the first one to say that there's many things that I've disproved to myself as not factually true yeah. that I've been riding and holding on to since I was a kid yes and the reason why this podcast is so timely and the reason why I believe this was meant to happen today yep. is because I, I, I fundamentally think that you know this is something that the world has to hear in terms of like you have to fucking get over yourself like in terms of like 
not everything that you're told or believe as a child or in early adult life needs to affect you mm. into your thirties, into your forties, into the your 50s. Yeah, yeah. It, it, right it forever. Can, it can go to the eighties and nineties, and you still yeah. see those people in their eighties and nineties that still believe those things. Because even as much as we say this to the audience and they hear this, remember their brain is a is a self preservation machine. So by us saying to them, like, you know, a lot of the things that you believe in aren't actually true. You've just found evidence in this ether world that's backed that theory up. The brain will like, no, nah, that's not true. What they're saying is not true. And then they're going to find little bits of evidence that back that theory up because the brain doesn't want to look at itself and say, I've fucked up for the last 25 years. Yeah. The brain doesn't want to do that. I don't it's- want to be, I don't want to blame myself that I've actually ruined my life. I don't want to be that honest with myself because remember, it's a self-preservation machine. And because if you if your whole reality crumbles, you're yeah. crumbling, the brain's crumbling, the ego's crumbling, and it doesn't want to do that. So yeah. that's the greatest thing. It's like no matter what you say to people, until they really, really internalize it and be like, holy shit, like a lot of the things that I've have not been true. You've had these like blinders on for most of your life. And then when you take the blinders off, it's like the, the, the pill, you know, like the matrix. And you're like, holy like crazy yeah 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 100% because like if you look at if you look at like um, how men and women approach approach relationships mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of the breakdowns in relationships even from my personal experience with my breakdowns with women have all been on the similar type of topics and the similar type of narrative narrative yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like okay okay now yeah. that, but then once you start to learn this shit and once you start to like embrace the fact that you know this shit's true. This is where real change happens. You're you you can position yourself to to change the situation. You can actually make yourself feel better. Yeah. Because like you 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 got to treat the issue. Not always. Basically, what I'm trying to say in 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 in, in no certain context or, or no uncertain context is this: everything that happens to you is your fucking fault, mm. right? As soon as you accept that statement, mm. you can move forward. Yeah. You can move forward. The situation you're in right now, yep. the job you're in, the relationship you're in, how you feel, how you turn up to the world, all your fucking fault. And you can change it right now in this moment. 100%. There was a quote that really impacted me a lot. Uh, Jocko Willens, Wilkins. So uh, I can't remember his last name, Willis. Um, he says in the book that you know, there is, there's a hypothetical scenario. There's someone standing at a traffic light and there's, you know, they're, they're waiting for the traffic light and a car comes and swerves and kills them. Who's, who's at fault there? Say it again. So there's a guy standing at a traffic light, a guy or a girl standing at a traffic light, just waiting, patiently doing the right thing. It's a car coming down. The car swerves and, and hits the pole and kills them. Whose fault is it? It's it, it's her for, for 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 standing there at the traffic light. <laughs> well, yeah, hypothetically, everyone says the the car driver because you know they were swerving and they hit the thing. But he says, no, you have to take a hundred percent responsibility of every action of your entire life. Yeah, and when you take responsibility, what it does is it takes any sort of outside influence out. Yeah. And it's just you. You have a hundred percent control of you. So when you when you give your power to the outside influence. That's when the the unpredictability comes, and that's where it's like. But when you can, you know, it's you know, one hundred percent responsibility. My fault. Not blaming yourself, but taking one hundred percent responsibility. That's when there's no outside influence that yeah. changes anything. It's just you. But it empowers you by doing that. Yeah. I used to. I used to say 
this person makes me feel this way. This person makes me feel this way. Right. This person makes me feel that way. No, 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 Frankie boy, you're talking absolute shit, mate. Like the fact of the matter is yeah. you choose how you feel mm. and no one makes you feel any way. That boyfriend, girls, does, that, that ex-boyfriend does not make you feel less than what you are. You make yourself feel less than what you mm. are. Yeah, I had a client recently, he said, you know, I want people to stop lying to me, so when they lie to me, I'm going to call them out. And I said, hang on, take a step back. How are you lying to yourself? And I kept pestering, how are you lying to yourself? How are you lying? How are you lying? Where are you lying to yourself? And yeah, you get really down to the truth that... Yeah, a lot you, of you time, ask yourself like the five whys. They say, they say like, oh, why are you like that? And then you answer it, and if you answer it honestly, and then you go, why, and then why to that statement, and yeah. why to that? It takes you further, and then... Eventually, you get to the real truth because you've asked yourself that many questions. And if you're honest with yourself at every time, you get to the crux of the actual issue and where the fundamental issue was formed. Yes. And then that's what they term as a trigger. And then once you found the trigger, you can, you can, you can go back and look at how you, that first trigger came into your life and then extinguish that trigger from your life because you deal with it with different set of eyes. So if that trigger was formed when you were say eight years old mm. and you've done your, and you've gone on, gone back and gone, why, why, why? And answered all the questions and, and really took yourself down this rabbit hole. You can now go back and look at it uh, with, in my case, 32 year old eyes and understand that the way you were looking at it that day that gave you that judgment was fucked. Yes. You were fucking eight years old. You can't blame yourself for that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need sure. to, you don't need to carry this you pebble know, around. Take it, take the you know the the greatest one that everyone a lot of them has is abandonment issues, right? You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. they had the one little thing that is is as you said, the rose colored glasses that you know as an eight year old, let's just say, and mum was late because there was traffic and she her phone died and there was certain simulation there was a crash. But you as an eight year old think, oh, she's abandoned me, like you know she doesn't love me, she doesn't do anything, yep. and then now you've come up and conjured this idea, you're now going to pick evidence through the RAS, you're going to pick evidence out. Yeah, where mum was just fucking trying to get there, she was trying to do as much as she could. But now that your whole reticular activation is 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 focused on finding the faults in your mum, that's how you start this whole cycle. And the more you look for something, the, the more, more you you'll find, find it. Yeah. Exactly right. And 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 again, it's something that I've seen repeat in my life, and I've seen repeat in many others outside mm. mine. And it's like if you if you want to find it, you'll find it. Oh, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's if like you, when it was like when a uh, girl or a guy, you know, will say goes through someone's phone, they'll find something. You know what I mean? Even yeah. when there's nothing, even when there's absolutely nothing, they'll find something. If you want to be pissed off, yeah. if you want, if if you in that moment, <laughs> I see a, a lot of people want to be pissed off. This is the truth. A lot yeah. of people want. They're like, oh, life's going too good. I want to be pissed off at something, yeah. and they go and seek it. But they don't even realise they're going to seek it. seek it. They go and seek unhappiness. They go and seek drama in their life. Yeah. Um, I see this in like a lot of friend groups that, and we were talking about this before the podcast. Yeah. If if everything's peaceful, yeah. someone wants to find some drama so they can all have a conversation because yeah. you, what you, you you're telling telling me about people bonding and people like bond that. over that shit. Yeah, don't I they? want to get to that. Let's go back to that. It's like why do they why do they do those things? Why do they seek the drama? And it's because it makes them feel good. It makes they like the drama. It makes them feel something in this numbing world that we live in. That that's what they like. You know, a lot of the time we are walking around in this unconscious state, right? And that's what I was when I before I understood the whole world of social dynamics. I was unconscious. I wanted to learn. I wanted to get better, but I really didn't. I was unconscious to the fact that it actually took time and, and diligence and determination. 
Yeah. And so when it's like, no one does anything, you know, like I had a, I was, I was probably seven or eight with my dad and we used to live and there was a, a, a massive uh, um, drug drug guy, druggy guy that lived next to us, right? Yeah. And he said to me, he said to my dad, he's like, you don't think I do heroin because I don't like it. And it opened my eyes up. You don't think I do, I don't do any, I do everything because I like to do it. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a lot of people. It's like they actually, if you really are honest, they love the drama. They love the excitement because they feel something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. you know, if you can have all these traumas, as we said before, it's like you can really, really shut off to the world and you can think, like, that's the only way they get some stimulation in their life. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Which is yeah, really, really yeah. cool. Now, if we go straight back onto the bonding stuff that we were talking about, how, you know, that people do bond over different situations. I was just telling Frankie before the podcast, it was like I had a client who bonded over negativity. So, you know, let's just say you guys are at a retail store and it's like, yeah, I fucking hate the boss, you know? Oh, me too. I hate the boss. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there's common ground he, he there now. This, he did that. But what happens is that the fundamental of making friends is mutual commonalities, mutual interest. There is a mutual yeah. understanding between each other that we like or we do not like these things. If it's me and you, we like podcasting. We're going to relate to a podcast. What do you have here? What do you have there? Oh, look at the, look at the setup. Yeah, 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 if it's yeah. rock climbing, yo, I was doing that. I almost slipped over the reds over there the other day or the blacks, you know, the black ones over there or the, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, karate or something. Yo, I'm a white belt. I'm a red belt. I'm a black belt or, I'm a, you know, anything like that. It's like there, you know, that's where your commonalities. So when people, people either bond over negativity, over positivity, over drama, over, you know, high vibrational energy, over drugs, over alcohol, over, you know, any sort of pleasures or emotions, they really, really do bond over it. And that's, that's funny kind of thing because, yeah, as you said, it's like all through this, it's like people can bond over drama. And that's why it's always true. It, well, not always, but in a lot of cases, it's true. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah. Because and and I always I'm always worried, mm. or it always raises my attention mm. when I see a group of people that are doing certain things in life, yeah. and then one person says, "I'm not like them." <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm always like, "Okay, that's cool. Mm. That's cool. That's real cool." I'm. Mm. I, I hope you're not. But that's not what the narrative says. Hundred percent. And I'm saying <laughs> Jim, Jim Rohn's again, the, yeah. the five closest people to you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like, um, you know, again, you show me your network and I'll show you your net worth. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah. There's all these kind of things, the terminology, yeah, who you spend your time with really affects like, you know. Where it, it shows you where you're going. Mm, 100%. Just through osmosis. And the term osmosis is basically that you take outside influences, you draw off the environment. Yeah. The factors that are going on. So if you're around, you know, all your best friends are mentors to you, you're going to gain all that information because you're just hanging out with them. You know, you're seeing their day-to-day life. You're seeing their little interactions. You know, by me just being here, I'm looking at your setup and I'm osmosally drawing all the feedback and all the bits of information conjuring up in my my head these ideas of like, oh, I could do this or ideas or this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through osmosis, you know. So if, if you're hanging around, you know, really, really bad people, you're a byproduct of your environment. Yeah, and it's not it's not so much even that the the people are inherently bad. No, right? Not. It, it's it's like it's like sometimes people hang around with people that are they're all right people. Mm. They're doing all right things. They're doing, but they're not doing what they want to do. Mm. They're not going where they want to go to. Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't entirely align with their mentality. They don't entirely agree with what they're doing. They don't entirely agree with the way they speak to people or the way they treat other people, mm. but yet they keep themselves in the presence of that person. Yeah, they see it once and they're like, oh, well, you know, they'll... they'll justify and rationalize like oh it wasn't like that it wasn't like that it wasn't like that you know what I mean and that's the thing it's like one little slip it's like when you go to the gym and you miss a couple of days how much do you feel like going on that third day or that fourth day yeah you're going to self-rationalize every sort of little area oh no like you know I don't want to feel sore for tomorrow I've got a big day you know self-rationalization self-rationalization so and this is how people become very very lazy because they self-rationalize in their head. Remember the reticular activation, focusing on what you know they don't want. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't want to feel sore for this. Or I don't want to feel the oh, like I twinge my shoulder at gym the other day. I yeah, don't want to yeah, do yeah. That. All these little things that are just rationalizations in their head to make them and their narrative, as you said, in alignment with what they believe. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. Even when I'm in the gym, let's just put it in a gym context. Yeah. Sometimes I'm in the gym. Or I'm on personal trainer George. He's telling me about I'm going to do this weight. In my head, I listen to myself and I'm telling myself that I can't lift that. No, you, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie, you don't lift that. That's not you. That's not you, mate. That's not you. Yeah. And I'm, conf- I'm, I'm tr- constantly trying to train myself not to get into that because the times when I get into that, guess what happens? Mm. You, 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 you turn up and, and, and perform exactly the way you tell yourself you're going. Yeah. Right? But when I go in there and I'm, I'm focused and I'm like, do you know what? I'm just going to have a, have a good, have the best go I can ever have, have it this way. And, yeah. and do you know what? It works out a hell of a yeah, lot better. Every time. It's the Goggins, and, the 40%. And it's, you've just got to, you've just got to change your mindset. But that goes for the whole of life, not just the gym. Yeah. Everything relates to each other. It's really, really crazy. And that's why, as we said, a social dynamics, it's like, it's all intertwined. Whether you're asking your boss for a promotion, whether you're asking that girl out on a date, whether you're talking, communicating with your mom and trying to get her to invest in something or think about a retirement fund or this or that or quitting work or everything, talking to your little sister about what you're going to do with it, everything is interconnected. So yeah. how come, so if, if people are listening to this mm-hmm. and they're like, and they can start to identify within themselves that there's certain things in life that they're probably doing that they probably want to stop or that people they hang around with that they probably don't want to hang around with or they'd like to be able to talk better with women or, yeah, or men sure. or they'd like to be able to just communicate better in general. Where should they start and what should they do in, in terms of getting into that process so they can change Absolutely. change what they're doing now? Absolutely, yeah, for sure. So the first thing to do is to think about yourself as like, you know, we'll draw a circle and that's you, right? This is your little comfort zone. All your habits or your behaviors are in your comfort zone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. In your it's circle like, of competence as well. And a comfort zone means, say, if someone's deathly terrified to go skydiving, you know, of heights and stuff like that, that is a fear and an anxiety outside of that. Jumping out of a plane, that's outside of their reality, outside of their comfort zone. That's what yeah. it means by comfort zone. So from there, 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 you got to think about wherever you are, you're there by the byproducts of your decisions, right? Yeah. So wherever you are, your byproduct of your decisions, whether that's outside influences affected you, whether it's your own doing, you know, just whatever makes you feel good to think about and to say, whether it's, oh, they've done stuff to me or, you know, I've done that. You know, some people don't like to be that honest with themselves. And say everything I've done is because of my fault, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. they can't, they can't do that because it was like, oh no, well George fucking, you know, he hit my car yesterday, you know, that's why I had to, pay. like, they'll they'll self rationalize. So whether it's you think of, you know, other people's doing or you, whatever it makes you feel good, but it's the understanding that it's okay. It's like, well, if you, um, where you are, you're actually comfortable with. 
You're comfortable being there. Even if you want to go to your future, right? Even if you have this future idea of yourself, you're still comfortable where you are. And what you have to do is this idea I call, it's called the evolution. It's kind of like the Pokemon. You know, the Charizard becomes, uh, the, the Charmander becomes the Charizard. Yeah. It kind of evolves <laughs> up. That's kind of like you. You you and the ideal version of yourself yep. is you are here and they're an alien. And when you're there, you're the alien back here and that's you there. So it's kind of like this foreign land that you have to go to. The first thing that I do is finding your comfort zone and pushing through it. That's number one. So it might be you're deathly afraid to ask that girl out of work or something like that. That's out the out, over the other side of your comfort, you know, zone, comfort yeah. zone, your horizon. What do you think makes you change? By introducing yourself to that woman. By, by, by doing it. By doing it, yeah. By doing it. The emotions that you feel, the endorphins, everything that you're doing is out, outside. The, the ideal version of you is not staying in the bubble that you are. It's actually leaving that bubble because that's how it grows and that's how it evolves. Yeah. That's how it evolves. So the first thing to do is identify where your comfort zones are. And I'll give you scenarios that we do right, with my clients. It's like, okay, first one, you're walking down the street and you're going to clap for two minutes straight. Just clapping, just like as loud as you can. Everyone's looking at you. How are you feeling? How does that make you feel? You're like probably if you're not a competent person, you're thinking to yourself, "Fucking hell, I'm making a bit of a dick of myself." Yeah, right yeah, okay. You know, you you probably start like this. You know, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Next one. What about busy, busy lion? Right, and you've got to lie down on the floor and do twenty push-ups. I reckon I'd smash that. You'd smash it. You'd be a good one, <laughs> you know what I mean? I reckon I'd smash the clapping as well, to be honest. Okay, let, let's scale these up a little bit more yeah. then. All right? So if you, Frankie thinks he can do it. Number two, you go up to a person that you might be attracted to or, you know, a, a person that, that you are attracted to and you tell a story that goes nowhere. Now, this is difficult. This is, di- this is difficult because you've got me to do this before yeah. <laughs> and it's and the emotions start to feel i know everyone listening is like that gets them that gets yeah. them in the chest you know what i mean yeah, 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 that yeah. feeling of like oh my god like you know yeah. theoretically mind you a lot of people i know tell stories that go nowhere, that go nowhere or jokes <laughs> and dad jokes and stuff you know that, that you can just scale those up you know you can introduce yourself as someone else to someone and you've got to play that whole character. That could be yeah. scary to someone. And these are all just confidence and, and fear mechanisms to get yourself because what your brain does is thinks, if I do that, I'm going to get killed. And that's what the brain thinks. Yeah, it's yeah. like your fear of rejection, your fear of you know failure is all because back in the day in evolutionary psychology, they talk about in the tribes, if you fucked up, you're out. Yeah. And what happens when you get kicked out of the tribe? You're not initiating another tribe without a fight, and usually that fight results in you versing their king or their their tribesman, their leader, and you end up dying. So that's why the fear of rejection is there. You know, whether it's you know a guy going up to a girl, girl. Rejection doesn't actually exist, though. No, it's a it's a it's a con. I I only I only found out rejection didn't exist about a year ago. Right. And how 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 do you do it? If you if you don't mind me asking, like, what's your process with that? What in terms of rejection? Mm. Well, let's go back to how like. I was I was reading a, I can't remember what book it was, but I was reading this book, mm-hmm. and obviously I and I've since spoke to you and other people in this social niche. dynamics yeah. types niche space, personal development, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but I was like, "Fuck, rejection doesn't exist." Mm-hmm. And I just think like I will take the gym for example. I'll walk in the gym and I'll happily talk to anyone in the gym. And there's other people that walk in the gym, and I'm like, and 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 they're standoffish with certain people because they don't know them. But I just don't believe in that context anymore. And I, and to, in the answer to your question, I don't actually actually no. know. But I, 
<laughs> but I did, my dad was telling me a story yeah. um, about when I was a kid. I said to my dad, I said to my mom and dad, like, what were my first words? And my dad said, well, your first words were, how'd you do, lady? Like, so he had taught me to introduce myself to women, from, like, from, from a, a young age. So he, he taught me, how'd you do? And I couldn't say, how'd you do? Because obviously I couldn't pronounce that. I was like two years old. So it's like, how to do? Yeah. And I used to go up to women in supermarkets with my mum while I was shopping yeah. and introduce myself to women, like any women, like old women. I don't know, like I was two years old. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, he instilled that in me. Yeah. So when you, what you're saying is true. If you're taught something, if you're mm. taught to do something, mm. you're going to fucking do it. Yeah. So I was all right at that bit. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I've had issues in the, it, with other stuff, yeah. like because <laughs> of my childhood that, that kind of fucked me up <laughs> on the other side of it. One thing. And that's a lot of people. Yeah. They're, do you, they're do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I was good that way. I was good at, the, I was good at like introducing myself and, and getting people. to certain things. But then when it comes down to the relationship, mm. because I'd had that, because I believed for whatever reason that I'd fabricated in my mind, looking back now, and that I boxed off probably when I was about 30 years old. Like obviously, I've talked about this on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. I had this issue where I thought my mum loved my sister more than me. Right. It affected every relationship I had with a woman because I thought, oh, I must I must have thought, and having talked t- talk to people like yourself in the past, and this and that, and obviously tried to do something about it, mm-hmm. they must have thought, I must have thought in my own mind that, oh, how could this woman like me any more than just sleeping with me, or, or, or anything more than this, or anything more than casual, because... Like, oh, my mum didn't even love me. And I used to, and, yeah, and I used yeah. to keep going back to that. And that's, and that's something you have to grow through. You have yes. to be willing to grow through. So I had, so what I'm trying to say to you all is I had, I had this side of it all, 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 all sorted. All sorted. Sweet I was that, sweet yeah. with that. I was <laughs> sweet with that. That's not a problem. And you can see that throughout my life. Yeah. But, but I was just focusing on that because this over here was fucked. Mm. Like, because the, the, the negative connotation was already preset. Yeah. So you have to reprogram it. A little bit, yeah. You do have to pre, you know. And again, that, that that's where you have a fear, and you conquer the fear, and then you realize your brain wasn't telling the truth. But I do want you to go into the fact of how people can do it because yeah, I can't. I, you asked me how did I do it? Yeah, for sure. The, the, you, on, the only way out? I can say it in all honesty, sure. Sam, is the fact that. I've spoken to a lot of people like yourself mm. and other people along the way and read a lot of books mm. to try and learn and I've journaled. Yes. I've journaled about it. Mm. And the way that I do it is simply this. I try and understand, okay, why do I feel like that? Mm-hmm. And then I'd go back and I'm like, where did that first appear in my life? Yes. Okay. And how did that appear? Okay. And then I try and look at that situation from an adult set of eyes and I try and get over it from that point onwards. Yes. And I, and then, and then all of a sudden I find peace and it's like I've took that pebble out of my shoe and fucked it off down the road. 100%, yeah. Because a lot of people are going through life picking up a lot of pebbles, putting them in their shoe and carrying them with them and you don't need to. No, you can take it out. You just take it out. Drop it off. Yeah. You can just, you can just fuck it off. You don't have to, you know that lad that left you? Yeah, it doesn't matter fuck. Mm. You know that girl that cheated on you? Her problem. Yeah. Her issue. Her issue. When she cheats on you, that has nothing to do with you. That's not your problem. That's her low self-worth, bruv. Forget about it. When he cheats on you, that doesn't mean that you're a bad woman. No. That means that he's got low self, self, um, self-worth self issues within himself, yes. in my opinion. Yes. And I think it's the truth. No, 100%. Yeah, no, that's definitely what I tell, tell people for sure. It's like, you know, a lot of the time it, it's, it's not you. And it's a, as a quote, I remember I was watching Seinfeld. It's not you, George. It's me. <laughs> Yeah, George Lamont. It's like, um, but a lot of time it's like, yeah, you take that responsibility when there's outside factors that uh, are not your responsibility. You can't control the other person. 
Exactly. When you go go into any relationship, I think a lot of people think they come into what happens is that instead of an interdependent relationship where there's two individuals that link that still do their own stuff and still have their own realities and their own lives, a lot of people go in a codependent relationship. And then what happens is, say, if a partner cheats on them, they're so intertwined physically, emotionally, energetically that because they're intertwined and this person's done this, that it affects the other person so dramatically and physically and emotionally because on a, on a spiritual and esoteric level, you, your energies are broken. You, you've broken, yeah. you've broken something. So you feel that pain because it's actually real pain. You know, I have this theory about breakups. You want to hear it? It's kind of crazy. Yeah, you go on. Theory about breakups and then we'll go on the rejection part. But the theory about breakups is that, have you ever seen like people either do something after a breakup? Whether they, they so get, a lot of people, they, the classic example is like if you break up with a woman, go and sleep with another one. Do you know what I mean? Theoretically, but I'm thinking about more, you know, guys, they sometimes go to the gym, they get their bodies back or girls go to yeah, the bodies yeah, yeah. back. Revenge or, body, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, a lot of people get tattoos or they might cut their hair differently or they might, yeah. they, they might dye their hair differently. They, they change something. They might change their appearance. Or yeah. they might change something. And my, my understanding about this, and this is not scientifically proven, but it's a theory. It's that because, you know, a lot of the time we've grown up with, you know, uh, co-parent parents and, and, you know, we don't really understand the idea about, about interdependent people. And you've seen some of them. You will see the relationships with two individuals and they, they exist on the same and they're just, you know, they might bicker and banter, but they love each other, but they're two different people. They're not the same person, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you have, um, you know, a, a, you ask, you know, Jenny a question and Brad answers for Jenny. That's a codependent relationship, you know? Right, He's yeah. like answering for her or she's answering for him. It's like, you know, he's a big boy or she's a big girl. It's like they can answer the question themselves, you know what I yep. mean? So we've never really seen too much uh, of uh, interdependent relationships, which is out of the book, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen yep. Covey. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I understand is because people have this innate reaction about a relationship where they go and change something, right? And my understanding is that when you're in a relationship with people, on an energetic level, we're going to get a bit, a bit spiritual, that you are connecting with that person there's a lot of chemicals. There's a lot of dopamine, serotonin, oxy, uh, serotonin, oxy, uh, oxytosis, yep, being yeah. being the, all the love chemicals in the honeymoon period and stuff like that. And I feel yeah. like the body doesn't know what to do with an overload of that because it's never had it like that before. Yep. So what it does is it in, in, embeds it into the muscles, the cells, the fibers, everything in the body, right? Yep. And when we have a breakup, the reason why it's so painful is because on an energetic level that is being broken apart. So when people go and change themselves, it's a way, especially at the gym, you know, you go super hard for the breakup. I remember I did, I got broken up with on Christmas Eve, right? Yeah. Christmas Eve. This was the girl that, you know, spiraled me down to depression. I went to the gym and squatted 185 kilo as a fucking 18 year old because I wanted to break my body. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what what I think is that because there's a there's a change or you know all the all the all the cells in our body are so intertwined is that we want to the body knows that it's had this break and it wants to destroy the cells that have all those love chemicals that have that connection yeah. so that it can repair it and not have that connection with that other person. Yeah. So the body knows this is my theory. The body knows in order to survive we have to. Re, you know, we have to break down the cells, and that's why you see people just get on the booze and stuff like that. Yeah, too. yeah. hardcore get on the drugs because theoretically it makes sense when you re- when you break everything down, the body has to repair it. But in this time, it doesn't have the chemicals that are aligned in the other ones because it's been broken. That's my theory, anyway. 
Mate, it's, it, I, I, I can see where you're going with it. Yeah. Because there's so many people out there that, that, that turn to drink drugs and all yeah. these kind of, all these kind of outside factors going out late nights at clubs, all this kind of stuff mm. to get over certain topics or and certain breakups. events in their life, not just oh, breakups, but other things as well, like losing a lot of money or yeah. having a bad connotation about this. Anything. Or, yeah. You, you've, you, you on a cellular level are attached to it. Which is crazy, you know, yeah, which is yeah, insane yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But, you know, going back to, you but know. People love that attachment. Oh, they do. Yeah, because it makes them feel good. Yeah. we don't. Again, it comes back to the heroin. I don't do heroin because I don't like it. Yeah. You know? That's what he yeah. said to me. I was a kid. I still remember that quote because it was like embedded yeah. in my brain. It's like everyone, you have to like it to do it. Uh, everyone does things because they like to do it. And that's not in terms of, you know, you know there, there's boundaries and stuff. But, you know, let's just say it's like drama. Let's just say, you know, let's take it on the drama, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, backstabbing someone, talk behind someone's back. It's because yeah. those people like to do that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Whether it's like the people that like to go to the gym, they like to go to the gym. It's like, you know, a lot of time it's yeah. like the brain is very, very a simple mechanism, but very complex. And I don't mean this to everything. There is boundaries to everything that I'm saying, you know, hope that people understand that. But, you know, a lot of the time it's like people don't commit, you know, fraud or something. They like the feeling of getting away with fraud, frauding the government. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, they've taken yeah. all my tax, so I'm going to get them back. They don't do it unless they like it, you know? Yeah. And the, yeah, a hundred percent. And they get rewarded in their own mind for that yeah. by doing it which means that if they're rewarded by the dopamine for doing it mm. it's an episode that gets continually repeated throughout your life until you choose to sit down and have a word with yourself yeah. and that's being honest and yeah and it's being honest with yourself yeah and that's what i did when i when i first started honesty i absolutely suck at communicating with people that's it i suck at it you know that's what i said i was like look i'm going to humble myself and become the biggest student of it until i can know and learn how to yeah. do it. And one of the things was with rejection. And the, so the first one, you know, I'll, I'll give you the esoteric energetic level and I'll give you the practical level. The practical level is progressive desensitization. So going out and talking to people with the fear that you would, might get rejected by them but, over and But once over you know that rejection doesn't over, exist. Over and over and over. Now, what happens, let's, let's go into your mentality, that, yeah. that thing, because someone, the audience will not understand you. They can't get that out of their head. Because you've seen the evidence that's backed your theory up, remember? Yeah, now I they, have, yeah. They have evidence that backs their theory up that rejection is very possible. I saw it yesterday. I went and talked to someone and they told me to fuck off. It's like, how do you tell that person that doesn't exist when they just got yeah. it? Now, the thing is, is that you've come up with the idea that you may get rejected during your day, but what your brain does is filters it out. Yeah. Yeah, and sees only. Oh no, that probably that person was probably having a bad day. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'm just like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe that woman, like her cat, got run over this morning. Who knows? Like, there's or, so many or, factors. Or maybe her husband cheated on her. Or you know, maybe he's just maybe maybe he's just lost his mum. Yeah, I just that, constantly through my mind is like, I, I always try now and think about. Okay, cool. That didn't go. That that experience didn't go well with that person. But but let's just. How could that person be feeling today? Feel, that's where progressive desensitization comes in. The more and more and more you get rejected, the more you convince your brain and give it evidence to say when we get rejected by someone. Perceived rejection. Perceived rejection. Um, it is not real and it's not going to kill us. And so when there's evidence that backs a whole different you, theory up. Do you know how I got over rejection? You got rejected a lot? No. Okay. I started to not take things personally. Okay. That is how you, that is how you get rid of rejection. Mm-hmm. Because because rejection rejection is taking something that someone says to you personally, mm-hmm. and then and then because you're taking it personally, mm-hmm. 
you're allowing that to hurt you because you've took it on. It's sure. your it's your issue. You've took someone else's issue outside, outside, outside issue. Yep. You took someone else's outside issue and made it a part of you. Yeah, okay, yeah. Right? That, yeah. That's the way I thought about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's not fucking a good idea, Frankie boy. Yeah. Forget that. 100%. Yeah. And, and change your life. Yeah. In an instant. For sure. Uh, you know, and, and, and the more that you can back that up, the better. You know what I mean? Back it up every day, bro. For sure. Every you know, day. It's like, you know, I, I've been in nightclubs and had, you know, uh, people, you know, let's take a, a hypothetical scenario. You go up and talk to someone. Hi, how are you going? You know, nice to meet you. I'm Sam. You know, why the fuck would I talk to you? You're scum. And that's what you get as a return. You're like, uh, now, now it becomes, now I'm going to go that's, down. That. I'll be like, do you know what I think? That's a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, uh, that's what I would think. Because some people, you know, that yeah. I've dealt with, they get yeah. that type of reaction because they just don't know the social cues of life. They don't know how to read someone, you know, their yeah. energetic body, their their body language. So they might get that. And, and, and yeah. for me, it's like the only reason why I'm very good at what I do is simply because I've got rejected a hell of a lot of times and learned from that. But I didn't take it as like, why me? Victimhood mentality. I never took yeah. it like that because you, you, if you have a victim in, uh, victimhood mentality, you're going to think, why is it done to me? Why is this? Why that? Why can't I be like Brad that's six foot one that has every girl after him? Why can't I be like that? Right? That's when you're, you're fucking your mental side. You're like, you know, yeah. looking, at, looking at other people, comparing yourself to other people. Instead, what I, I took it, instead of victimhood, I thought, oh, you know, it's just an, another part of life. I don't know what they've done. And number thing two, what can I learn a little bit? So, yeah. So now, now it's like, uh, it's like, a, you know, a, a, the guys that we learn, you know, one of our mentors that we, we were, Lewis, you know, he talks about that fear neutralization from that rejection. What did you learn? What did you yeah, learn? Yeah, what did yeah, you yeah, learn? Yeah, 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 and yeah. it brings it from this non-scary thing to like, oh, it's, it's not, not a terrible thing that's yeah, happened. So if you yeah. have a look in a lot of the times, it's like the only reason why you're successful, and this is what I think, you know, this is where progressive desensitization, the only reason why I'm successful is because I've fucked it up a lot and yeah. I've learned. The reps, it's the reps. It's the same with a podcast. Mm. It's the same with a podcast. But here's, 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 uh, I'll try and put this yeah, into, yeah. into a context so that people understand this. Sure. Like, I can either, mm-hmm. ch- with rejection, yep. so, say, if 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 you if you perceive a woman to have rejected you, mm-hmm. right, or a man to have rejected you, if you're mm-hmm. a woman, and now you, now you're teaching your mind to think that other people would do that to you, so you're bringing more about more of that about in your life because it's what you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, yep, you agree? Yes, right. Yes. So here's the thing: put it into context for my podcast, mm-hmm. right? From day one, mm-hmm. I started the podcast. I know this is gonna. This podcast is gonna dominate in this country and others. I know that mm-hmm. personally. I know that. I don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. I know that because I know that, and because I'm certain within myself, mm-hmm. I book the guests that I book mm-hmm. because of that, right? And 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 the guests are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's gonna. This podcast gonna get more momentum and more momentum because I'm certain. Mm-hmm. I'm not choosing just be. There have been big guests that have not got back to me. I don't take it per. I'm trying to book Mick Fano on on the podcast, one of the best surfers it's ever been. Yeah. Right? He hasn't he hasn't answered my voice note on Instagram. I'm not going to take it personally. Mm. I will have Mick on the sofa. I promise you, he'll be here. Mm. I don't have to worry about when it happens. Yeah. It's going to happen. I don't give a fuck about when it happens. I know it's, it's already gonna it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm not going to take it personally that he didn't get back get to back. me. I'll give you an example. 
DJ Brooklyn. Yeah. Three weeks. I could have felt rejected for three weeks before she got back to me. Yeah. But she got back to me. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, but I, did, I, wasn't, I wasn't sat there worrying about that DJ Brooklyn didn't return my message. Mm. Doesn't matter a fuck. It's like who cares? Yes. It's like you choose what you what you take personally. Yes. And I'm suggesting that you take fuck all personally because if you do, you are opening yourself wide up to feeling like shit. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's it's a simple, awesome, awesome way to think about it for sure. Do you know what Definitely. I mean? And that's just the way I've broke it down. I think for it's myself. Just the self confidence that you have in yourself and that that kind of that clear goal, that clear vision. You know what I mean? I, People are jumping on because of the clear vision. I think a lot of the time. Yeah, and, and, and that that North Star where you're just fucking rocketing at it, you know? Yeah. And people feel that energy from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They feel that like, oh, this is something I want to hop on, you know? This yeah. is something I want to get a part of because it's like, again, that comes down to a concept that I talk about, which is called the law of state transference. I learned it from my mentor. So whatever yeah. emotions that you feel, if you feel happy, sad, indifferent, they, tr- they, they, they transpire transfer energetically. Yeah. A great analogy for the viewers and uh, is that you walk into a room, you can almost tell when someone's angry. Yeah, you haven't even seen their body. You can just tell there's an eerie feeling. Yeah, that's the energy pulsating out of someone. You can tell when like someone's ecstatic and happy. They don't have to have, make a sound. You can just see them jumping for joy, and that that we correlate that as like happiness, and then we feel happy. Great analogy is you you go on a YouTube and type in Skype laughing trend or Skype laughing chain. Yeah, yeah, and you see this one baby starts laughing, and then these two security guards laugh, and then these other, and it goes on for like twelve minutes of just people laughing, and everyone's got a funny laugh, right? Yeah. But it goes on and you just feel the emotions being transferred because they each showed like there's a baby and then the security guards and then the security guards are being shown to the next one and it just it, it grows because of this emotion that is coming out of them. And that that's that's one thing that you can you, you, and you have find to, and you have to have some kind of reciprocation with people mm. like to, to 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 be like emotionally in, in, entwined. Do you yes. know what I mean? To even be present. Yes. It's I like hope. if someone yawns a lot of the time people will yawn, yawn too because like it's a, it's a, a habitual, yeah, it's, it's yeah, a habitual sure. response but yeah that's 100% and I don't teach anyone about the bonding you know bonding over trauma or anything like that I, I, I teach high vibrational energy and bonding over high vibrational things what makes you happy and humor is one of the greatest bond bond connections of anything you know yeah. humor positive emotions and you know just you know this high vibrational energy and that you've got a clear goal clear yeah. vision and stuff yeah. like that they're the ones that I feel like I bond with the people so much better. You know, just, just in general. So if we, we went back to the other thing. It's like the first thing that I can get someone to do is go outside your comfort zone, learn how to speak pure positivity and not negativity towards people. Yeah, That's the second thing. Listen learn, to how you talk to yourself. How you talk to yourself, how you talk to other people, how you write yourself, you know, how you write down and journaling and get those emotions out. Yep. Number three is tackling the old, old issues, the old traumas and understanding that they were manipulated by you or if it was a trauma, tackling it and becoming and, and letting it go and understanding that that's part of you in terms of that's part of your personality that's part of your journey and there's nothing wrong with becoming a different version of yourself mm, 100% that that Charmander to Charizard then there's nothing becoming... nothing wrong with that mm. and if your friends or your surroundings yeah. don't agree with it that that's a positive thing for you mm. because that means that they're not your people and you're going to elevate that, that means you're going to elevate somewhere else yes. that is your people yes. there's a lot of girls out there a lot of men out there that are in these environments that are like um the be, let's be seen here kind of crowds mm-hmm. and 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 the girl might be a hippie but she's in a she's in the she's in the click of like oh yeah I'm getting my lips done I'm getting this done I'm getting that yeah. but she might be a hippie 
Mm. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The guy could. The guy could be. Um, he might be a guy that wants to play chess, but he's with the guys that want to want to go out picking up birds on the weekend. I don't know. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to give you examples of the yeah. fact that. You might not be living your true reality. Yeah, or in alignment to you. Con- yeah, in or congruent, who, congruency. We call congruent it. with who you, who you could be. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, your mind, body, and spirit have got to be congruent. If there's a little bit of an alter in there, a little bit of a, a dis, di, uh, discongruency, it'll be shown through body language and certain things, and yeah, it'll be it'll be known. And that's one of the biggest things that um, you know I teach a lot of a lot of guys that are that are you know learning about male to female dynamics is that if you are not congruent to yourself. Um, the person that you were talking to will pick up that girls are, are, are the craziest thing is girls are a hundred times more perceptive yep. than men will ever be. Yep. They're 100%. very, like they can perceive so many different things that we can't even yep. conjugate in our brain. It's like, how did you pick that up? And it's happened multiple times. They're so good at picking up minute social interactions and social details that unless you are the most congruent version of yourself 100%. and no. you're trying to be that fake, they will pick it up instantly. Just instantly, it's yeah. crazy. That's the thing, and 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 for the girls, you know, you 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 know because you know you can see other girls. You know their intentions before they even come up here, and to yeah, you know a guy's yeah. intention before he even comes up here, and and the guys can be like, well, how did you know? It's like, yo, bro, it's like when yeah, you, when you, you they re- feel it. <laughs> women are so in tune to that, and congruency if, is energy. Yeah, if if they let themselves feel it authentically, though, mm. not dreaming up situations that don't even exist in the in the world because there's there's two sides to that from a from the female side of things that i've seen personally okay i've had women Mm -hmm. show me my true self by holding up the mirror and saying do you realize that you do this and this is a pattern event that happens in your life and i'm like okay cool i'm grateful for that because you've now showed me something i can go away journal about and fix fantastic but then i've also felt Mm. in recent times that certain things are being brought in as a problem that mm-hmm. don't exist. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's not, that's not cool. That doesn't vibe well with me mm-hmm. because I, when I go through it and I, and I work through that, I'm like, well, that doesn't line up with, that doesn't actually line up. Yeah. There's nothing, there's, that's actually your issue, mm-hmm. but that's being projected onto me. Yeah, so you have baggage. to, yeah. so you have to be understanding of where, of, of like, you can take on certain things, but you don't have to take, but you can pick and choose what you take on, mm-hmm. but just make sure you're honest with yourself enough within yourself that you can pick the right things to take on and fix and fuck yeah. off the things that are no, <laughs> no there's so, there's this balance of everything. <laughs> there's this yeah. huge balance between, uh, anything and that's where the thing is like there's so many yeah. ways you can look at all of that that dynamics especially with that because that, that's what fascinated that's what first got me into it you know learning that sort of male female dynamic being able to attract people and from there that's when it the real nuances of social communication really are shown through that through when you're when you're trying to attract someone that you're attracted to you know yeah, yeah. Some, uh, a guy going a girl a girl going for a guy a girl for a a girl for a girl, guy for a guy, or whatever the denominations are. It's like when it really comes down to it, all of attraction is is based in like you know how much value the person has in your eyes, how much yep. comfort you have with the person, how attracted you are. You know, is is there? Um, there's so many layers that we have, and and sometimes what happens is that when someone doesn't find a um a, a mate or they're having trouble, it's that they have these traumas from their past or their you know their their childhood and stuff like that that stop them and allow them to open up or allow them to see the opportunities yeah. or allow them to be close with one another because one of the big things that I'm seeing nowadays is that people's inability to really be raw and true and real with them 
I remember a girl saying to me once and, and saying to a couple other people I've heard it, it's like, Sam, be present, be here, be be you, be you. And it's like, yo, I'm, I'm me. I'm just make, making around. I'm like, aha, okay, I'll be, yeah. I'll be George Clooney. Oh, yeah. Like, and then it's like, no, be here, be here. And it, you know, the wise. Yeah. Until yeah. you get the, the really raw truth. And then it's yeah. like, yo, and then it's like, yo, we're actually here. And then a lot of people, as I said before, they're very unconscious and, you know, it's the ability to learn how to be present, how to be conscious, how to be here. The well, if you're not present and you're not your true self or you're not on the pathway to finding that, mm-hmm. you create dis-ease in your mind, which creates disease in your body. So Joe Dispenza, yeah, for sure. Right? Joe Dispenza, very fucking intelligent guy. Yeah, 100%. And I don't get ill. Yeah, that's perfect. So... When I do get ill, there's dis-ease in my mind. Mm. So I want to know where that has come from. The stress, the anxiety. And then when you figure out where that comes from, you need to remove that stress or fix it or do something with it to Mm. get rid of it because that's it. So if you're getting a cold, Mm. you don't, I don't care what anyone says, you don't just get colds just because um, someone else has a cold and they pass it to you. Yeah. And that doesn't happen like that. That's bullshit. Because if you're if you're high in vitamin C and all this st- and stuff and this that and the other, some people just don't get it because they're joyful people. I'm I'm 100 yeah. believe it, man. Like it it comes from a disease. Yeah. Like within yourself, and then and and, and stress, and then that's when you get ill. Yeah, or a, a dishonesty or a. Uh, uh, incongruency, yeah, something 100%, like that. Yeah, 100%. and one of the things is, yeah, one of the, that's a, an amazing point because when people say to these, one of the the classic examples, they're like, you know, it's easy for a guy to pick up a girl. Just be yourself. That's one of the classic ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just be yourself. And a lot of the time, what what's happened is that a lot of these people don't know who they are, and a yeah. lot of people don't know who they are. And and it, and I and I could pick point it out. You place someone in me, and I can find the incongruency within them because it's like they've had mummy and daddy tell them who they should be. They've had their yeah. brothers and sisters tell them they can't be this, can't be that. Schools told them you, you can't be this, you have to be that. You know, uh, don't be creative, don't talk to this person. You know, if you're going to talk to them, we're going to put you in attention. You've had friends tell you, why the fuck you want to be doing that? Yeah. When I first got into this, every friend thought I was weird. Why are you trying to learn all this stuff? Well, what's wrong with you? Why can't you just be normal? And I was like, yo, we're the one that, that are all not normal. You know what I mean? Learning all this stuff and learning how to improve yourself yeah. and be better—that's normal. And I bet you, I bet none of those are friends now. No, I got no friends from school. Funny thing is, went back to Sydney and they're all just like, "Oh, can you teach me? Can I have yeah, some yeah, help?" Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah, "Yo, yeah, you 100%. didn't take, you didn't, you weren't honest with yourself seven years or you know more nine years ago when I was." I got, I got, I, I was a couple of episodes into this podcast, and um, I got a message from from uh, a. a a European girl that I'd previously yeah. dated, a voice memo on my phone. She was living in Brisbane at the time. <laughs> and it was just basically her, like, oh, Frankie, why are you doing a podcast? It's a stupid idea. Like, why don't you just go back? Uh, it's all this, just her projecting mm. all this negative energy. And I thought to myself, fuck, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, I just laughed, right? Because yeah. you have to laugh because... One, I didn't take it personally. I just thought, oh, yeah, yeah, you're fucked. And secondly, I thought to myself, do you know what? Like, you got, that just goes to show you why that was a good thing that that didn't go any further. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because people, if they're not your people, then they need to fuck off anyway. Oh, yeah. As a natural, as a natural thing. Yeah. And all it does by getting more and more 
centered towards who you are mm. is allow you to be truly in in your in your true self and 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 in your true people whoever those people may be exactly and and then you and then you are now content you are now happy you are now at peace mm. and your whole goal should be to be to be to find that oh because, yeah yeah because that that if you can find that or if you're living that yeah fucking clap yourself man yeah and 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 understand that and i'm working I'm working towards that every day mm. and get and and getting to staying online with it, and that's why when I found this when I found podcasting and when I was like fuck this is my purpose yeah. man, I couldn't give a fuck what fucking Tina or fucking or Joe or fucking whoever fucking thinks about, about this it. yeah. because it's not that's not who I'm trying to do this for yeah 100%. I'm doing this because it's my purpose man yeah like, this is where, what, this, where a lot yeah. of people would receive that and be like oh you're right and then and and cower themselves and. And that's like, you know, Australia, I love Australia for it, but we dull a lot of people's spark and their star. Do you reckon? Do tall, you reckon? tall poppy syndrome, cut the tall poppy, you know. Do you, reckon, do you reckon or do you reckon that's something that because you're taught it, you believe it? But I don't know if it's so there's as two, bad. There's two things that I see. Um, I see the evidence that backs your theory that you just said, like whether that's a, that's a, a conjure from the government or society or anything like that. And I see my thing because, number one, it's like we... We banter, English people banter. We yeah, banter. yeah. It's English like, people definitely banter, and and <laughs> maybe not Australia. Maybe just like you know, England. Uh, I think it's the world. I think I think it's just humans in general. But until you go to the US, and the US, for some reason, maybe it was because I was with high vibrational people, but they repost everything of what other people are doing. They encourage everything they're doing. If you're giving it a go, they like you. We like you. You're giving it a go, right? If you're giving it a go here. You're fucking weird. Stop doing that. Stop stepping yeah. outside of your the the bubble or the stop set. You know the 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 idea we have for you. You're stepping outside of it. We don't like you anymore. Yeah. yeah and no. and then they put the they put the pressure of like you'll be out of the tribe, right? Yeah. They do that, and it's, it's a real manipulative thing. And then so people just cower and, and they don't be their full authentic self. Yeah. Again, because there's a thing. There's a difference between just be you and just be your authentic self. Because your authentic self, I can guarantee you, the people around you are not going to like your authentic self. Because it's yeah. going to be a completely different version than the one they know right now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and you can get in. Yeah, and then if you in, yeah, hundred percent. And then it's hard to break that because you you kind of set yourself. So up that's where before. I see the thing. Because then I say, oh, well, is that just the people I'm around? Like I'm in a geographical location, the Gold Coast. Is that just what I see? You know? Because I, frankly, I, I I I have a theory, and then I I get all the evidence to prove it, and then I try to disprove it. So I know. Yeah, and when I can't disprove it, and I can prove it more than I can disprove it, I know I'm pretty much on the thing. But I try to disprove my own theory. Hundred percent. You should all. You should always test every theory that you have about yeah. life. I'm. I, I I caught myself blaming someone for something the other day, and I like Frankie. You, you got to <laughs> test your theory now, man, because you're talking bollocks. Yeah, man. yeah, like, yeah. You're talking bollocks to yourself. hundred oh, percent. Don't chat shit to yourself, man. Take responsibility. Yep. Because when you take it, it frees you. Yeah. And then you can be at peace. But yeah. by holding that little bit of needle against anybody, yeah. or that opinion, holding an opinion or anything like that, as soon as you start to hold something... It makes it you makes feel you, good, too. Yeah. Uh, it, Would you say that? Uh, in the past, yes. It made you feel good. Yes. It, it served me in the past, but not in the right way. Yes, okay. Not it, it, well, well, probably now that you've worked out that... Putting the responsibility of you feels good now because you're like you're taking ownership. 
yeah. in the past, I see a lot of people, that's the harder choice to take yeah. responsibility and the easier choice is to blame other people for their, yeah. their shortcomings and their, their misfortunes. That's what I've seen a lot of people say that they're not the general population, but just a, a large mass of the population. It's easier to blame other people. It's easier for them. It, it takes less mental work and it makes them more unconscious because they don't have to think. They don't have to think properly. You know? Yeah. And and that's where you, you've changed. You, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we are talking about this as a podcast because I want anybody who's listening to this to level up way beyond where they are right now. Even if they think they're at the, the top of the fucking tree, I want them to level up way more than they are now. I want to level myself up more. I want, I want more for you mm. and everyone who listens to this. I really fucking mean that. It's incredible. And if you can't, if, you, if, you're, if you're not looking to get that, you're yeah. listening to the wrong fucking podcast. Yeah, 100%. Because, because that's, that is literally what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to level up myself with this yeah. and I'm trying to bring everyone up as well that needs to fucking bring up, whether that be in business, personal development, mindset, whether it be learning how to build a, a clothing brand or this, that, and the other, whatever it might there be. There is something. There is some, there's something in it that, that needs to be shared so that other people can, can, we can all go. Yeah, for sure, 100%. If you can't see that vision for yourself, that's the biggest thing too, you know? Yeah. That vision, that idea. How can people then, yeah. so this is a good one, yeah. how can people that are listening to this right now create that vision for themselves so that they can elevate in at a faster rate than what they ever would if they if they just sat there and did nothing right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, one of the biggest things, that, the, the reason why I did, I'm a very visual person, right? Yeah. So, you know, when I found this company, they had YouTube videos of thousands. So yeah. I watched thousands multiple times. You know, I'm very visual. First of all, I would say, what are you? Are you a kinesthetic? Are you, are you visual? Are you audio? And stuff like that. Because some people listening to your podcast would learn audio better. I can't yeah. do it. I need to see it. I yeah. need to see it and hear it. So I'm taking twice. Yeah. Um, for me, the biggest thing was like what I've recently found out is is Pinterest is my best friend. Pinterest. So the idea, you know what Pinterest is? is yeah, yeah, I know what Pinterest is. I'm just trying to process how this is your best friend. Yeah, so Pinterest <laughs> is the idea where I'm finding where this new ideal version of myself, the version I want to create for myself, I'm nowhere you near it. You create it in Pinterest. In Pinterest, and I see visual stimulus and visual evidence. And the reason why I choose particular photos over particular ones is the emotional response it gives me, Right. Right, I love this. And because you're getting thousands upon thousands of images that are directly correlated to your specific niche that you want, mine might be, the other day I was looking at ideal activities I want to do in the world, right? Yeah. And I was having a look and none picked out until until one picked out and it was quad, four, four wheel drive, like in a quad, quad bikes yeah. on a desert. I didn't know I liked that. As soon as I saw it, I had a fucking emotional reaction. I was like, yo, like I felt it. I could yeah, even yeah, yeah, picture yeah, yeah. myself there. And that was be the biggest thing is like you and the ideal version of you. So turn this into your kind of like your vision type thing. Yeah. So this this idea, this this thing where you you are here and you are there are almost identical, and you're 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 progressing at the same time. It's about leveling your vibration, about becoming clear on your goals, be, having an ideal picture in your head. It's like you know you have a look at McGregor. Even when McGregor landed that shot on Aldo, you saw him in the locker perfecting it. You saw him. You know, yeah. uh, six months before he told him. he told him how it was going to happen. Yeah, and this is the law of attraction. This is everything like that. But it's, it even goes further than that. It's this putting this idea and this picture in your mind that's so crystal clear that it can't not happen. You know what I mean? If you want to go even deeper, he actually got the whole wall of his gym that photo. He got that. The, he got a mural yeah. plate painted. Yeah. So he predicted it. He saw it so clearly in his head, and it, it became before, a reality. It became a reality. 
So when he saw the shot, he took it. Whether that was at eleven seconds or whether that was yeah, at three eleven minutes. seconds. So so Conor McGregor versus Jose Aldo, you know, to be, to win the you know the, the the belt and stuff like that. And you can even see in the locker room before he's actually perfecting that yeah. that left, you know. So and he caught him exactly like he would. Yeah, and he just made it his reality. Yeah. So that the big thing is like you know, I, understanding that your ideal reality is in your grasp. You have to believe it, feel it enjoy it and then enjoying the process yeah to get there yeah because it's like i was saying during this podcast earlier it's like i know that he's coming on the podcast so yeah. i don't worry about when that's going to happen yeah i know i'll get mick fanning i know everyone in this country that's 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 noteworthy that has a good story is coming on this podcast yeah. there's no doubt in your mind there's no it. fucking doubt in my mind mate there's mm. no doubt there's never been a doubt in my mind and, and one of the biggest things that they don't talk about is the the ego involved in that in terms of a different way the idea that the ego is you have to convince yourself of the reality before it's even real right yeah. so you're almost lying to yourself Right? Yeah. Because you don't have him here. Yeah. But you can feel and you can see it. Yeah. That's not real yet. Yeah. That's not real. That's yeah. a lie. But I'm bringing it about. But you're creating into a reality. So it's but I'm choosing. I'm choosing the stuff that I lied to myself about too. Mm. The, yes, the, exactly. The, that's the, the, the the lies that I'm telling myself. Yes. Are productive lies. Hundred percent. No Do one talks I mean? about this. No one. No talks one talks about productive lies. Yeah. Like I'm not like if I'm if I'm gonna have a if I'm gonna have a six pack abs bolt on another three kilos of muffle, yeah. muscle a hundred percent i'm going to lie to myself that i'm already there in my head before i get there a hundred percent i am and this is where banter does come in useful when you have your friends around and everyone and they're teasing you about not having the six-pack abs and you're like oh don't you worry don't you worry it's coming yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're gonna cry when you see this you're gonna be down and you're gonna praise me about how i did you're gonna ask me and now you're just creating this reality and what yeah, happens yeah. i've seen people just keep talking about it like this in this way that it's already happening yeah, yeah, yeah. future pacing yeah it's future you got a future pace it's like my, my mate nathan he he he, he built, it was always his dream to build mm. the gym you know what i mean he went to a gym he vibed it he Made connections with the owner of the gym, Ian, and and then together that they they cooked it up and they, and they visioned it and they built it and with, with Emily as well and that they manifested that in terms of their to t- turn their reality to make that happen. That that, that shit doesn't just happen no. without without someone deciding that's what they want for themselves, deciding you know what, what they actually want. Same as when you know I hit 100k on TikTok, I decided that goal. When you, I, yeah, yeah, I, I was there when you decided that goal. Yeah, yeah I was there 3, when you 000, decided. 3,000 followers I had. I don't I think I think you're at 20 when we discussed okay. what, what your goal was. I've been was. thinking about, yes, exactly, the 100,000. Yeah. I've been thinking about it for yeah. a while. And when I first started, there was so much hate about why are you doing this? This is a stupid app, you know what I mean? I had yeah. so much hate that I was on it for, I, I've been on it since January 2018. Why yeah. are you dabbling in this? Why that's stupid? Stop wasting your time. All the things from all these people. I've always encouraged you on that. Yeah, even, you though, even, even though it's not my platform, bro. Yeah. It, I've always been like, don't fucking listen to these idiots. Just keep just, doubling You down. just keep doing it. And I remember saying to you, repost. Yeah. Repost, yeah, they've definitely helped. Yeah. I think I, I guarantee you, you, they gave me some momentum for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember there was a, a time period where I lost a little bit of motivation. Frankie helped me for sure, and that that's definitely helped. You know, some choosing those ones, going back, and even just the idea of le- listening to the ones that I could repost yeah. spurred me on to post different ones again. You know, it yeah. g- kind of gave me the momentum, and then 
from there, it's like, yeah, even in that goal, there was so many downturns, so many upturns, yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. And, you uh, got to choose who you listen to. Now, you can either listen to me yeah. and, and, and listen to me going, no, no, you keep going. Yeah. Like you, you, I remember one day you reached out to me and was talking about some fucking investment you were going to make, mm. right? And I, and I stopped what I was doing. Yeah. And I sent you a voice note because you pissed <laughs> me off. I was like, right, this, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, does this guy understand what he's saying right now? Mm. So I sent you a voice note. And the voice note went something along like this. I don't know what you're... <laughs> <laughs> you were talking to me about GameStop. Yeah, so yeah, GameStop. Because I, I, I invest a lot of my money into stocks and mm. crypto and all that kind of stuff. And that's what I do. And I love that. And yeah. it's great. And that's my thing. And that's my jam. Cool. Wicked. But you, you were doing well on TikTok. And you were talking to me about GameStop. And yeah. I was like, mate, pull yourself out. Pull your head out your ass in, yeah. in regards to GameStop. This is not the game you're playing. The game you're playing is this. You're at 60,000 fucking followers. You're going to 100. Mm. Continue doing what you're doing and stop fucking consuming this content in terms of like stocks. Worry about stocks when you've hit your actual goal. I think it was something along those lines. right? And what I, was, what I was trying to get... It was 100% like that. <laughs> what, what I was trying to... And, and I think it resonated with oh, yeah, you because yeah. then you doubled down on what you were actually meant to do and, mm-hmm. and actually went, went and drove yeah. towards your actual goal. But that's what people are doing. People are like, oh, shiny object. Boom. Yes, yes. You saw that people were... At that paid thirty dollars for a stock in GameStop were, yeah. were getting nine hundred and fifty, yeah. and you saw cash signs, right? It's a easy route. But I was like, bro, you, you, you're going towards your own cash yeah. signs, but you just you just need to keep driving that way. And that's and that's where that, that close close friends is really important. You know what I mean? If Who you, you surround yourself with? 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. So without that, it's like you know, I would I I might have you know personally, I might have got it from someone else, but I don't think so. You know, you were the perfect person for that. Yeah, yeah, but because you know you're you're my stocks guy, I go to you about anything, you know. So even that, it was just like you were able to give me that little bit of, of advice that really changed everything, it, which was amazing. It, it, no, hundred percent, man, and that's all I want to do for 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 people in my friends group and people yeah. in my circle. It's like, and anybody that listens to this is like, I just want you to just have a different perspective than when you leave this podcast than when you came in. Yeah, that's it. And just and just be able to like, you know. Get get out what you need. Mm. You might not need what Sam was talking about in regards to relationships, but you might need his 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 um, belief in in getting over your childhood traumas, yeah, or your mindset, or this or, or that. You, yeah, you know what I mean. It doesn't matter which bit you pick and which bit you don't, and which bit resonates with you. But I guarantee you, when you hear the bit that's meant to hit your ears at that time, it'll hit you. you. you it'll hit and you. It'll flatten you. And it and it and it'll be and when that fucking penny drops, you get. You, 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 at the start, you feel annihilated mm. because let's just go back to my situation. Yeah. I'd spent my, my entire life lying to myself about and having certain issues that I was looking for within other women mm. that I was dating or seeing because of what had, what I previously thought about with my, how my mum thought of me or our, yeah. my, our relationship. Once I held that up and, f- and called fucking bullshit on it, my whole life changed in that regard. Now, okay, now let's go find another trigger because it's about removing buttons in your life. You know, Lewis Lewis taught us this both. This, yeah, Marco, yeah. Um, he it's like go back, go through your life, and you'll find yourself a lot of buttons that people can press that piss you off. Mm. Right, your whole goal and your whole purpose is to find those buttons and remove them. Yeah. And that is it. And if that doesn't hit you right between the eyeballs right now, 
your goal in life is to find the buttons that piss you off and remove them so they no longer piss you off so that you can just go through life and be as one with it and and go and do what you're going to do and not have to fucking worry about the fact that oh you're pissed off because of this and you're pissed off because of that and this work the world's against me and fucking this person's yes you're just taking on all these pebbles and you don't need to yeah and that and that that is social dynamics 101 Hundred percent. You know, you've got, you've maybe got it from your mom, your dad, your your people you surround yourself with, and it hasn't served you. There's a lot of things that yeah. people have that it doesn't serve them, and that's the thing. It's like if they can ever come to the realization, like, oh, okay, this doesn't. Does this serve me? Or does this hinder me? Yeah, that's the one thing. It's like you know, it's like a personality flaw. It's like there, there's, and I'm not saying I'm perfect either way. You know, mate, mate, mate I'm far from perfect. Yeah. I'm far from perfect. Like fucking recent, recent. um recent like a uh, women well a woman shall i say a recent woman that i was kind of like you know in 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 the stratosphere with kind of thing um there was trust issues for me within that okay cool that's my issue then now how do i now i'll go and sort that out yeah so sure. I'm, I'm unpacking okay why is that there yes why is that there it's obviously my fault i'll take it all as my fault so how do i fix that fucker so we're working through it fix that fucker and then i'll be a better for the fucking in the future yeah in the future i think a lot of people they 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 see like you know a general person has about you know let's just say you know it could be one could be 10 relationships but about three to four you know they have in their life and and from there they look at every relationship and i see you know this is a big thing in, in australia too it's like they they look at they they either a lot of people condemn their ex-boyfriends or this or that. And sure, they might have done terrible things. You know, I'm not saying that. I'm not, you know, uh, not not saying that. But they talk very badly about it. And, and I say, look, you know, I talk highly of every ex I've ever had. Because they've, and and they've why taught, shouldn't you? Because they've taught me something, you know. Even though it had broke down and didn't work out, they taught me something that no one else could teach me. 100%. And whether you look back, because, you know, you see, you know, there might be a young girl, let's just say, and she's like, oh, yeah. Did, did I date him? Oh, don't talk about him. I never... Ooh, that's yuck. You know what I mean? You're like, you know, yeah, young yeah, yeah, people are. But the funny thing is, is that it's like every person that comes into your life teaches you something. You are the one that either accepts that they teach you something and learn from it or you yep. don't. You know what I yep. mean? And, you know, obviously, whenever you go into all these situations, there's so many complexities that people have had different things, you know? How can you say this happened when this happened? It's like, it, it's like again, you know, Work out what were the byproducts of the bad thing that happened, yeah, and see how it progressed. You know, for me, I had no friends, no one liked me, and I was a very shy and insecure kid and played golf. Right, that was a, a terrible thing that I couldn't attract anyone. And from that, I launched. Okay, well, I was interested in social dynamics. From there, what did it cause me? Oh, that interest caused me to get a little bit more confidence. Just even two steps. That's yeah. that's that yeah, bad that's taking that's taking you past the comfort zone. That, yes, exactly. That bad bad situation has actually just two steps made me better. But 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 here's another thing. Yeah. And I think this is going to resonate with a lot of people. Sure. A lot of people have a bad connotation with money. Okay. Yeah. Right? In my personal experience, people that I've met in life, certain yeah. people have had a bad connotation with money. Sure. They're not in my life now because I don't hang around with people that have a bad connotation with money because it's a fucked and flawed idea. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, the more money you can make, the more people you can serve, the more people you can help. If you don't think of money like that and you think of it as a, a bad thing, I just don't want to hang around with you. Sure, yeah. But people have a, people have this negative mindset on money and guess what? They attract people to them that will take their money off them. Yeah, they'll create you know the what I mean? scenarios. Yeah. Because they create the scenario that they don't want to happen. 
Well, that's a great example. You know, the ones that 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 think that you know you've got to be tall, good looking, and rich to to pull all the all the birds and stuff. It's like they will continually bring and see evidence that backs that theory up. It's the greatest thing in the world. The brain will find evidence to back its theories up. Yeah. So always question. Just question your not not so much. Don't question yourself. Always back yourself when you when you've got that thought. But you've got to see things from both or, or, or one, two or three angles. You know what I mean? You've yeah, got you gotta you gotta be willing to go into it like that. Don't just impulsively a thought like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. You know, that's where you go wrong. And the, the impulse is like actually become conscious and think, you know, okay, is that me talking? Is that like, you know, just the impulse me talking? Is this the Okay. And you have a gut feeling, a gut check and you're like, no, that's right. Boom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's some things that later turn out to be a hundred percent false. Yeah. It's with a nation. But no, don't take it personally. But don't take it personally. Just go. Because if you do take it personally, you wear it like a badge of honor. Roll with the bunches and then go from there. It's like, you know, again, you're going to learn something from that. Again, I'll being give you, wrong. I'll give you another example where yeah. I used to punish myself where? a lot. The, the, the physically, it, like it, like um, with boxing and the gym, right? Yep. My boxing trainer. I'm very passionate about my boxing trainer. I always want to bring mm. the best 15 round Frankie can bring. Like mm. bring the thing 15 rounds of fire. The other day I go in the gym. I've just come off the back of having a bit of a cold. Yep. A bit of Dale, I've not done a podcast for a few weeks. I'm like, right, I've took some pre-workout, get down to the gym. I'm like, fucking, let's smash this. After round three comes round, and I'm and I'm and I'm like, my hands ain't moving fast enough. My yeah. feet are slow. I can't even think of the combinations I'm throwing. <laughs> so all I did was I stopped judging myself. I'm like, okay, cool, Frankie. You have off days. It's all good. I just put a little bit, of, put a little bit of Marvin Gaye on, a little bit of Biggie Smalls, mix it up a bit, different flavors, and just I just dance, mate. I just had a little bit of a dance around the back. Not, not doing no work, but I didn't judge myself for it. Whereas before, what would have happened is I would have been like, that wasn't good enough, and I would have made me angry. It would have been. Yeah. Would, you go down this rabbit hole, and guess what? When you go down a rabbit hole about you're angry about the fact that you've not put in a good workout. Or you're angry at the fact that you you didn't didn't answer back when your boss told you something, mm. or you're angry with the fact that you didn't tell that person what you really thought of them, yeah. right? Then you get home and you start to find other problems within your life as yeah, well, and, and and then it starts to fester and starts to go into other areas, and that is what I've learned about myself that you got to leave every situation that you find yourself as close to peace as possible and not punish yourself. That's why I smile even when I've had a shit workout because yeah. what is the fucking point in not smiling? You know what I mean? 100%. You don't have to li- you, you you choose where you live yeah. and don't live in live in a in, in a low vibration energy oh, for 100%. yourself. You owe it to yourself not to do that. Oh, 100%. No, that's awesome, especially when you get rejected. It's like there's so many things, oh, I fucked that up. I did this. What's wrong with me? It's like, yo, they got you. They got a two-second impression from you, yeah. And you're judging yourself based off someone that got a two-second impression of you. I just, I've just removed the word rejection from my life. Well, I mean, you know, you say when when you get rejected, I just don't believe it happens. Mm. I don't believe rejection happens. Right. I just will not. I will not believe rejection happens, bro. Sure. Yeah. Because as soon as you take on the word and add rejection into your, uh, in, into your into your words that you use. Mm-hmm. You're making it a reality. Right. And I don't, I, I just don't believe it. I, I think for me, it's like I use that terminology. Not only it relates you to You have people. to use it because yeah. because it relates to what you do. But, but it sharpens my sword. 
yeah it sharpens me you know a lot of time you know um you know people will say different things and it's like by the by someone not liking me it keeps me sharp it keeps me on point it keeps me what could i've done better and how to improve that okay yeah. sweet next one but not everyone has that mentality but for me it keeps me sharp knowing that yeah. there's a possibility that someone gets a bad impression from me and they don't like me sweet. yeah okay that's yeah. fine that happens i could dm someone they take it the wrong way sweet that happens how do I improve in that situation? How do I sharpen it up? Go from there. Do you know? Do you know what? One one what, what? One, one thing that I do that, that sometimes gets me in a bit of trouble oh, yeah. is, uh, and I, I can't help it. I just have to do it. Like if I, if if uh, it makes me laugh. I did it the other night to, to a mate D. Right. <laughs> I see his missus post post a picture on Instagram, right? And she was looking hot. So I always think to myself, if my mate's got a hot missus, I want to celebrate celebrate him. So, <laughs> oh, this is going fucking downhill. Yeah, yeah, celebrated. So, so I, so I, so I thought, okay, cool, right? I'll, so I sent him the picture of his missus, right? That's it. And then sent a voice note going, but I just want you to fucking know that I'm proud of you. <laughs> like I'm fucking proud of you. And, and I sent him a speech, yeah. and he and he's just like, he, and I didn't hear back from him. And I thought, oh fuck, don't tell me you're offended. Like it's just yeah, like it's to just me a, that yeah, to me fun. that's just banter. Don't tell me you're offended. Anyway, a few weeks later, he's like, yeah, yeah, thanks, Frankie, you know, you're a legend. And I'm like, fuck. But I thought to myself then, I thought, I better not do that too much anymore. It's like my mate, Nath, I'm like, yeah. I'm always telling him, I'm like, mate, you got a hot wife. Well done. Yeah. Like, I'm proud of you. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, thanks. He's like, thanks, Frankie. I appreciate you, bro. But like, some people just would take that a little bit personal. Oh, yeah. I don't mean it like that. I no. just mean like, there's so many, there's so many beautiful women in the world. Sure, like we yeah. can all have one. It's not a problem. They're abundant, beautiful men, beautiful women, abundant, right? But I just like to celebrate the fact that other people are doing well in that regard. Because yeah, well, I, yeah. I find it one, I find it fucking funny, mm. and two, I just think it's fucking. You should. I think you should yeah. should big people up like that. Well, I think I think there is there is a as you said, there's beautiful people everywhere, but that high high value, high vibrational person yeah. that you meet, you know, that those 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 wives are probably amazing people. They're they're interesting but I feel like there is a shortage of those people you know what I mean that's why the most beautiful the most uh, you know inspirational men and women usually find each other because they are in that you know high high percentage you know what I mean yeah, whether that's yeah. their they've got their their shit on point they're they're 100% they've got their fitness they've got their their money they've got everything on point and they're living that high value life because in in reality a lot of the time it's like that's where people deem as as what is valuable in this society and I love to get into this because this is a really interesting point because it's like in one half of the world everyone thinks that those things your looks money and status are very important let's just say you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. everything is deemed off the geographical location so whatever is valuable here is is not valuable in say Romania, right? Completely right, okay. different. Okay. But you know, having having uh, you know, let's just say uh, lucrative money around, or you know, is is a status kind of thing. So, you know, it is really interesting because it's like, you know, it you, you're you're celebrating that he's got a, a beautiful wife, based on the factors that not everyone, even though they can have beauty, not everyone is a beautiful soul or a beautiful person. Yeah, she's you know a good I mean? woman too. Yeah, yeah, she's you know that person is you know, and you could say that you've got an awesome husband. You know what I mean? Because not. They can be beautiful people, but to have an actual person that is a good, genuine person is is sometimes getting rare and rare to find. You know, yeah. Because you know, a lot of the times we we're dealing with a lot of shit. You know, everyone just did with the whole you know twenty twenty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that that that's you've seen the you've seen the best and you've seen the worst in everyone at the same time. You've seen everyone holds up the mirror. 
you know, you've seen it, you've seen the best in everyone of everyone actually coming together as a whole world, you know, but then you've also seen the worst in, in a lot of scenarios as well, you know, so one of the things that I always love is I always look at that and be like, look, it, it is accomplishment, as you said, to, to have someone that you do cherish and care about and then other people see that, that these people are high valued in society, you know, because, you know, someone can look at you and you're raising your ranks up with, you know, all these celebrities, but you're finding that, you know, they're generally good people too and that's why they're succeeding. People are people. Yeah. People, people are people and, I'm, and I've known many celebrities for years anyway mm. like i look after celebrities as a job yeah sure right or, or my business looks after celebrities 100 percent. i've known celebrities for years from in england yeah a lot of my mates are celebrities it's like back in the uk anyway yeah 100%. i'm becoming friends with them here yeah 100%. it's like it's just a natural thing to me but i don't see them as celebrities you see them as just I, I see will sparks as will sparks yeah 100%. i see ellie gonzalez as ellie gonzalez i see people as, as people, people. The biggest thing that I can say, you know, is is that if anyone takes inspiration, I take inspiration from celebrities and people that have done amazing things, you know, yeah. that have actually put in the effort, put in the time and, and progressed. You know, like, you know, one of the things is, you know, doing podcasts, Joe Rogan's done for, what, 1,600 podcasts. That's an amazing effort. An amount yeah. of the amount of time and energy he's put into that is a real achievement, you know what I mean? Whether it's Messi, whether it's Tiger Woods, everyone, they've created achievements, you know what I mean? And instead of looking at them as a superstar that is totally out of your reach, looking at them as someone that is human, that you can accomplish very similar things if you put dedicated action to. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I remember I remember when I met Tom Hanks, right? Mm, yes, I remember. Yes, you told me. Right, yeah, Go on. No, 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 I remember. And the, re- the reason why me and my mate went on a walk with Tom Hanks yeah. is because we were just like, all right, Tom, we got you, mate. Like, that's, uh, it's not just normal. It's a normal conversation. Normal. Yeah. We we're, we're asking him. He took this. He took a picture with us. Yeah. We didn't take a picture with him. It was like it, that's that, because no one. Oh, fuck it, mate. That this is ego. This yeah, is ego. Okay. I ain't fucking asking for a picture with Tom yeah, Hanks. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? That's my. That's my. That's yeah, my ego. I'm, no, try, no, I'm trying to bring that. that down. But do you know what I mean? 100%, it's like yeah. it's because it's, it's it's because how you approach the situation, isn't it? But 100. percent The the reason why you got a photo is probably because you didn't treat him like a fanboy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, oh fuck no. So 100. percent Like there's ten rules that I, I have a YouTube video about the how to befriend a celebrity, and one of the rules is you don't take you don't ask for, for photographs or anything like that because you're put into a category of a fan and what they do yeah. is they know that fans have a perceptual, a perceptual value of them. So what yeah. they do is they put on their, oh, I don't want to be offended. I'm not going to touch you. Like I'm going to keep my image proper. Yeah. And when you don't ask for that, you get the real person. You don't get yeah. the facade that's put on like, oh, yeah. I've got to be perfect. These people expect perfection. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So yeah. So even though that that I I do say when it came from you probably came from more of an ego. Oh, I'm not going to take a yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah. I don't want. But to. it's a good. It, but but that's but that's a good mentality to, to have, have in yeah. certain areas because it saves you. So ego can cost you so many things, but it can also it can also enhance you in so many ways. You just got to know how to use it right. Oh yes, definitely. Yes. Do you know what I mean? How to use it right. Ego is important. You need ego. You know yeah. what I mean. Ego is what drives this podcast in in terms of like I will have a number. That's ego. It is all ego, but I'm using it in alignment with where I want to go to, rather yes. than using it to to build a wall between me and someone else. Mm. There's a there's a huge difference in that. Yeah, hundred percent. No, do, definitely. Do, do you know what I mean? Like 
when I I was in I was on a TV show in the UK. Um, my mate was my mate was at, my mate was out, and I was in the green room. Yeah, and there's Ashley from the Pussycat Dolls, and she was sat here. Yeah, and Rihanna's best friend, I can't, the the beautiful tattoo girl, she was sat there, right? Okay, and um, and everyone they they told me pre green room that this Ashley was coming in this Pussycat Doll, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, oh, no one talked to her, right? And I'm like. Fuck, it. fuck you like it's actually from the one it's actually from the Pussycat Dolls and two yeah. don't fucking tell me what, do to, do. <laughs> what to do right <laughs> anyway I sat there and and like you you just you just rather than if I'd gone up to her and been like oh can I have a photo with you you look like a pussy old why would you do that I just I just don't, you don't why would you do that yeah. it's, just, it's just a stupid thing to do we were just sat there we were just having a chat about all kinds of different topics and this that and the other and Rihanna's mate over here was talking about tattoos in her arm and something. And I was like, I was, it, it just, it just, I just assumed yep. we were the same. Yeah, because 100%. because we are, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. That's like, the, yeah, the biggest people put I laugh. Yeah, people. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got enough self belief to have a conversation with you. I'm not going to not talk to you. I'm not going to be different just because you are actually from the Pussycat Dolls. Yes, yeah, I couldn't give a fuck. I think you're beautiful, but you're still a woman. Yeah, like the end of the day, you're still a person. Yeah, yeah and you sat here. Yeah. So, so, but people build it up as in something they can't. Something yeah, that's like not. There's a divisional barrier yeah, between like, you like, and them. Like, oh, you know, they've hit a level. So, like, there's a barrier. There's no barrier. There's no. no fucking barrier. You've made that barrier up. That is a conditioned thing within you. Yeah. Fix it. Yeah. Fuck it off. It doesn't serve you. A hundred percent. Doesn't yeah. serve you. If I saw Colin Farrell, if Colin Farrell's here on the Gold Coast filming a film, right? Yeah. If I saw Colin in Broad Beach, I'd say, "You're right, Cole. When are you coming on the podcast, bruv? Yeah. Like, and he'd be like. And now I'm talking to him as a friend. Yeah, it's, I'm not. I'm not going to be like, oh, you're Colin Farrell. Can I have a picture? Yes. yes. Why would I do that? I want to get him as a guest. Mm. You got to be. You got to be on the level. Yeah, proactive and, and actually seizing the opportunity. Almost. Hundred yeah. percent. Assume. Always. Yeah. Always assume you are that level, and yeah. then you can't. It doesn't matter whether other people think you are or not. That's it. That's opinions. It like anything. Yeah. But you assume. You always assume that you're on that level. On the same thing. Yeah, definitely. And the only people that will react a little bit differently if they think that they're 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 king shit. You know, oh, I'm better than that. You know, I don't talk. To... So that's the only bad reaction you'll get. But that's few and far between. Usually, they're just the most humble people you've ever met. And even when the people say, "Oh, he wasn't humble," or this, it's like you. I know you've approached the situation wrong. Yeah, yeah. I bank. So after, like I, because you know, you know, sometimes when you, you probably notice it, there, there will be people that recognize you on certain things on TikTok. People recognize me all the time, you know, walking yeah. down the street, especially in the Gold Coast, because it's promoted in the Gold Coast. It's like, I know that those people that say that Hayley Bieber's terrible or Justin Bieber's bad or this or that, it's like, you've approached the situation terribly wrong from a, a thing. You've approached them, look at talking at them like an object or this and that. And I bank on the celebrity more than anything else, right? Simply because of the fact it's like, Every every celebrity that I've met is really humble and really cool. Just and it, they're they're more they a lot of them are more grounded yeah, than, the pe- than the people that are judging them for not being grounded. Hundred percent. That's to do with social interactions. You know that they've had so many. Think about how many social interactions. Yeah, they've, they've sharpened their sword. So if a, if a person, young person's in, you know, let's take the kid Leroy, right? The kid Leroy. Uh, a famous artist from Redfern that's gone over there that was under Juice World, who was the big artist that uh, unfortunately died. He 
you saw him when he first came. He was a little bit rough around the edges. He's from Redfern, you know, a little bit rough from Sydney. And then as he's got more and more social engagement, social people, meaning this person, this person, this person, you know, your reference experience of how many people you've met just grows. As I said, when I first started, the 10 to 20,000 approaches is how I got my reference experiences, right? Yeah. These people are just new person, new person, talk to this person, talk to this person, interview this person. So they get good at just yep. talking to people yep, and understanding 100%. and and going off people's visual, you know, body language and how they talk and their tonality and stuff. And, and from all of this, they get the experience of learning how to talk. Have you ever, they, they, what happens with golfers, right? When golfers come on the stage on in the PGA Tour, they don't know how to talk to media at all. They say the most outlandish things. They say the most irresponsible things for their brands. And after a couple of years, they get branded almost. They learn yeah, how to talk yeah, to the media. Yeah. They learn when to say something or say not enough or all this and politicians are the same thing yeah, yeah. too as soon as a young politician comes on they learn the politician vocabulary and I how know. like everything like that it's just for a mass social experience social interview this that boom and you, you learn as you said you've got much better doing the podcast the more you've done it the more you, the more you do it the better you because get because yeah. every guest you don't know them they don't know you and you've probably noticed there's some guests that are a bit standoffish they haven't done yeah. as much and there's some guests that are yeah. really open like me that's yeah. because it's like um, you know, you've, you've probably, you know, I've put as much, you know, it's called social momentum. That's the, the analogy. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. So if you probably look back, your, your interview, you know, not putting guests out there, but, you know, your interview with, say, you know, someone that is very more out there in the open, the public, you know what I mean? Like yeah. list a guest that was kind of more, you know, outlandish, like your, your J- James, was it James? Yeah, James Smith, yeah. He was very, he was talkative and I loved that, that podcast, you know what I mean? There's some people that have come from social momentum. They're either he's talking about his book deals, he's doing here, he's doing that, doing this, doing that, doing that. He's gaining all yeah. this momentum of talking to different yeah. people all day, every day. And it comes back to where I said, remember when a person, they've got their job, they've got their couple of three friends. So really, theoretically, or their mum and dad and stuff with COVID, it's kind of kept us with that we've only been able to talk to like two people a day. There is no social momentum can come. And I talked to you about social momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the idea that when you get up, you talk to as many people as possible during the day and the fear of strangers, that starts, that dissipate dissipates. And so then you look at people instead of this fear because a lot of people are looking at people with fear. And you'll see it. You'll look in people's eyes and they'll like, they have this fear look on them. You know, yeah. they're scared. And, and so when you do a lot I of social... I get excited to get into the lift so I can talk to someone. Oh, you're like, you're like... I'm like, <laughs> I don't care whether you, who, where, where you are, who you're from, you're going to talk. You're, you're my, gonna talk. My, my goal is every time I get in the lift, mm. we got, we got, we got like 39 floors. Yep. And you ain't getting away without talking to me, darling. Yeah, like, it's like, you know hey, I mean? how you going, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and not, not, because, not because I'm hitting on her if she's a woman or because I'm trying to f- put him out of... Like if it's a bloke, not because I'm trying to put them out of context mm. or anything like that, or put make them feel any different. It's just, just social interaction. It's just because it's it it's like it 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 serves them mm. because they need humans are meant to interact. Yeah, hundred percent. And it serves me too because obviously we're constantly just resharpening the sword. Re- that, that lift is the best thing. Ever. It's, it's, you go in, you got Gladys who's sixty five, and yeah. you talk. it's like my real estate agent. You know what I mean? From my years of experience of talking to older people, because people have trouble with this. I didn't know this was a thing that people have trouble talking to older people. And I was like, why, why do you have trouble? They're the easiest people to get along with. Yeah, you know 100%. what I mean? Especially through golf. And then I realized, hang on, I've done 10,000 hours of talking to them about the golf course. You know yeah. I mean? So even my real estate agent, I just know how they talk, what things they like. I start to cater my language in terms of like, you know, and that's a big thing that, I, that I've done. You know, when you get more and more experienced, you're able to understand the person so much better. See, with you, I'm, t- I'm saying English, like sort of 
uh, terminology and English things because I know you're going to relate with them instantly. You know, yeah, yeah. So yeah. with with Gladys, I'm talking about the the rat. You know, she's about eighty. I'm talking about the Rat Pack. I'm talking about Elvis. I'm talking about this because she. That's where she, her. You know, yes. Yeah, speak speak to the level you're talking to exactly. And sometimes you know this is this is sometimes you know people can get in trouble for this. But you know you're not going to be talking about Elvis when you're talking to an 18 year old girl. You know, in the nightclub or something like that, because she yeah, does, yeah, she yeah. probably she's doesn't not, even know she doesn't know who he resident. is. You know what I mean? But if you talk about the kid Leroy and you talk about artists and and Cardi B and this and that, yeah. she's going to understand. Or yeah. you talk about you know you got Jeremy who's a 35 year old who who talks about the NFL or rugby or something like that. You start to talk to him about that, and one person that's really good at at this kind of this kind of topic and knowing and and really versing himself on what he's going into, even though he may not be the expert in it, is mm. Sam Mangan. Okay, so when when I had Sam Mangan on the podcast, yeah, he's like, I might not be the best lawyer, yep, but I will know the legal terminologies and and the the things around this this and this, so right. I, so that I know the game before I go into that meeting. I might not be the best packaging designer, but I want to know everything about how that goes together so that I can really get into the nuts and bolts of it when I'm in the meeting. Well, that, that's like a job interview. That's like anything like it's, that. It's, it's like, yeah, you, 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 you prepare yourself for what you are about to go into and what you're about to face. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Dale Carnegie thing. It's like, you know, when he goes in the office of the, I think it's the train guy. And he finds out that he's got like a car or a statue or something. I can't really remember what it was. And he's fascinated by that or the cottage that he shows him. And that, maybe uh, different articles where he, he really gets intrigued by the other person's stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that person wants to. This is one of the things that I've seen. Is like you, you, you know the person, right? Who it is, right? But underneath that person or what they're known for, there's something that they want to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Underneath you, it's like uh, you know content removal. It's like the podcast. But you'll get on boxing with you. And you're not getting off that topic, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we know we can have four or five hour discussion about boxing. Yeah. About this, that, because that's your passion. And I really urge people to find that, that thing. Find that within, within the person that you want to connect with. Yeah. And talk, and ask them about that. And they, and they will happily just keep talking about yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Like you've got, you know, you've got it, that's YouTubers it. and they have YouTube channels and stuff. They don't want to talk about that at all. They want to fucking talk about their, their coffee label or their, yeah. you know, maybe they've got a weed brand or something like, like that. Like if you, if you want to talk to, to Mike, who, who owns Macro Mike, yep. you just talk to him about Pokemon cards and that guy is, you've got him. You've you, got him. You'll, you'll be evacuating the conversation there. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I mean, I that's mean, it's, it's not my jam. Yeah. But, but like if I, wanna, if, I, if I wanted to get onto instant rapport with him and I asked him about his fucking nine certified yeah, well, Charizard, even, even, he's yeah. fucking got a hard on, bro. <laughs> he's like, like, well, I'm going to tell you, Frankie, get your cup of tea and sit yeah. down. I'm about to tell sit you Sit down, mate. I am going to tell you how much fire this Charizard breathes. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Level nine. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Yeah. Like, do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and the same with me in boxing. Like, if you, if you, if you sit, if you want to get on rapport with me, mm. all you have have to do is ask me if Billy Joe Saunders is, or if Canelo is going to beat Billy Joe Saunders, yeah. and I will happily tell you. I think, ev- I, I, think I, did I will too. happily tell you every reason why yeah. Billy Joe Saunders is going to box Canelo's ears off, <laughs> and I'll happily sit there and tell you why. And then you you want to fire you yeah, up? It would be like the Jake Paul versus the freaking- yeah. You talk to me about YouTubers boxing, and oh, instantly you send me off into a stratosphere. Well, the thing is, right? What yeah. most people don't understand is I know comedy game well right so comedy okay. gamer is a youtuber box on the undercard of jake um jake paul he boxed one another youtuber so i know him really well he trained when i was back in the uk he was training in the gym he's from my city okay. i know him well 
cool. I get it. I understand it from him, but he's very, he's very humble, a very nice guy, made a lot of money, yeah. like him. Some of these others, I'm like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit of a different, different scenario. Yeah, well, but, but, but I understand it. But I, but I also have the opinion now that, and um, have the opinion that, like, like everyone has the has the right to to do it and to earn money and and just to be happy with the fact that boxing's out there so i'm just very much rather than getting totally triggered by it like i used to be i'm not anymore i'm like at least more people are watching boxing Mm. even if it's not the right type of boxing that i love Mm. at least they love it and at least they're watching the sport that i love so that's good for the sport and i kind of see it that way now yeah it's bringing eyeballs to it and a hundred percent yeah. But um, mate, I think we've dropped as much as we can on fucking social dynamics. People, are, people, mate, thank you so much for no coming worries, on the show. Though. Do you want to drop your socials, your website, and all that stuff? Yeah, on absolutely. The end? So if you want to go on Instagram, that's my biggest one, uh, Sam Matheson too. So you can see my whole life, and then I'll, on, I'll link it in. The, I'll and then on it. TikTok, it's the same thing. Sam Matheson too is on TikTok, so that's where I drop all my gems, my sixty second gems. Yeah, and you can learn all all things about you know, relationships and meeting people and uh, cr- befriending people and yeah, creating value stuff. within others and all kinds of different stuff that Sam drops on there. And uh, mate, loved it. Good thank work. you very much for thank, having me thank, on. Thank you very much for 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 coming in. We were going to do it anyway, but uh, you just just happened a little bit sooner than we thought. Worth it. Anyway, guys, um, if you can do us a favor, yeah, if you get anything out of this and it and it raises any uh, consciousness in your life as to things that that may or may not not um have helped you if you can just let me and sam know on instagram we'd really appreciate it let you know what you resonated with what you didn't if you could share this with your friends i would always appreciate that if you can leave me a review on apple i'd appreciate that too a comment on youtube you know a nice fucking comment too because we're serving you here (laughs) (laughs) like a nice comment i'm not saying call me a bull bastard do you know what i mean or although it has been said anyway (laughs) but anyway guys thank you very much much love and here we go don't forget to subscribe to the frankie lee podcast